Hello. Yeah, I didn't have sound that first time. Sorry. Oh. It does that every time. The it, it, For some reason, I'll join. There's no sound at all. Well, it was weird because I thought it was my end. But then no. when you hung up, I heard a beep. Yeah. My, it's been real fussy whenever like I try to join. It's not connecting the first time. Ah. Um, Rob says his internet's rebooting, so it's going to be a minute. Oh, okay. Yeah. So how you been? I've been good. How about yourself? Uh, not too bad. We had a blizzard a few weeks back. I got a lot of reading done. Yeah, I've we had some bad weather too. I've gotten reading a lot of reading done, at least this weekend. I haven't left the house except to go get breakfast. What'd you have and that breakfast? was a that was a bad idea because <laughs> I got stuck in drive through. <laughs> oh, but no. but 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 I was able to put it in reverse and get it past the ice, but. That's good. Carl's Jr. I had a breakfast That's, burger. I I used to love um uh, their chicken biscuits. Uh, we had Hardee's back home, and uh, yeah, their chicken biscuits was always one of my favorite things at breakfast time. Interesting, because I I, I I can't eat chicken for breakfast. I don't know oh, why, okay. but I eat eggs, so it doesn't make any sense, right? <laughs> <laughs> We used to get the before and after meal all the time when we would go to Waffle House, which is like the chicken and eggs, which I always felt was a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, the, but I can't do know. like the chicken and waffles, which seems to be a popular thing. Uh, it depends. Sometimes I like it. Sometimes I don't. Um, it depends on how spicy the chicken is, because I'll be honest with you. I don't want like crazy, like flavorful chicken with waffles. Yeah. Um, when it's kind of just straight just fried, fried chicken. chicken. Yeah, I can handle it. But sometimes they get really aggressive with like the spices and I'm like, nah, I don't like it. Well, but I like then, spicy chicken, but I don't know if it'll go with waffles for sure. Yeah, that's where I'm that at. That seems I'm like, weird. I'm... Yeah, people do that though. We went to a place in Nashville and uh, Jack, wanted, my son wanted to try the chicken and waffles and he got it. He's like, man, this is gross. It was like, Nashville hot. It was Nashville <laughs> hot chicken with the waffles, and it was not good. Yeah. But, I mean, it, that'd be one of those acquired tastes, I would think, and I didn't either. So his first experience is, was his last experience with chicken and waffles. <laughs> yeah, I don't oh, know but... if I'd like that. I, I, I like Nashville hot chicken just fine in the sandwich, but I'm not sure. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want it mixed with that sweet. Not me, man. Yeah, cause uh, I want syrup on my waffle. Like, I me want too. Butter and syrup and anything. Yeah, I'm else, not even. But... I'm not even one of those people that likes. Uh, you know, a lot of people do like uh, whipped cream on them. I don't really like it that way either. I like. I'm a butter and syrup person. I will eat whipped cream on it, but if they, only if it comes with it. Like, I I won't ever ask for it. Same. Yeah. So I like, it, it just adds the sweet to the. I don't know. It's. I have weirdness. Like I even have trouble with fruit on it. <laughs> I, yeah. I I like fruit and I like waffles, but I don't like fruit on my waffles. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. I'm. I, he's asking us to send the call. I think he can just click join. Just call, join call. He? I think. Yeah. There's a green. See. There's a green button. Yeah. Let's see what we he's, he's like. <coughs> call is an option. Let's 
see what he says to that. Um, that was entertaining for the like handful of listeners we have. <laughs> yeah. Rob joined the call. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, uh, Carl Jr.'s man, that takes me back. I hadn't had them in forever. I, I, I'd like to have 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 that someday. I used to love their burgers too, man. Yeah, their their burgers are good. I like their burgers quite a bit. Yeah, they there was a while they did like um, they did relish instead of pickles. Do you remember that? Uh, uh relish instead of pickles, no. But I I better uh quit and join him because he looks like he's having trouble. Okay, you want to just stop and start over? Yeah. All right, I'm gonna hang up then. Let me see. Hello. Hey. Hi. I don't know. Now, what... now we probably won't get Joe because. Yeah, it looks like we don't. <laughs> oh, there's Joe. I have to do that crap anytime where it doesn't let me join the first time. I have to hang up and redo it. It's so annoying. You know, we don't know well, what's going on. I don't know if you guys know anything about stuff like this, but it's happening more and more. Like all of a sudden, one morning, woke up and we thought we're calling a power search, but I don't know if it is or not. But like our little lamp that we have on our dresser, we the one it's one that you like just touch to turn on. Yeah. Touch to turn. Um, it was on its lowest setting. Our echo was like just spinning and stuff. And and it's happening more and more. Today it happened at five at seven, um, right at like ten twenty eight, and it happened again like th- four minutes later for. A, a Who do, long who's your provide? Who's your provider? National Grid, but it's nobody else is like I asked our neighbors and stuff. They're not experiencing this. Oh, interesting. And so it's not an outage. It's not a power outage. It literally like not like my computer didn't turn off or anything. Um, but it's enough to knock out the internet, and it's making the like the microwave clock in the clock upstairs reset to zero. But it's like literally a split second until this last. Oh, so it's a po- it's a power thing then. That, yeah, it's not it, it's not your internet at all. This this last one from like seven minutes ago like left the fridge in the microwave off for. I would say a good 10 to 15 seconds before it went wow. back. Wow. But everything else in the house was, was on. Like, is that, how long has that been going on? It, it, it started, I think, at the beginning of this week, but it's happening more and more frequently. Just now, I have, because I, we don't know what it is, um, Stacy went and disconnected the microwave. We're going to see if it happens again. We're just trying. We, we, don't, we don't know what it is, if it's something wrong with the wiring somewhere or if it's an that sounds weird yeah yeah you got an electric car plugged in (laughs) nope (laughs) (laughs) have you have you tried resetting the house like all the breakers and then turning it back on Mm -mm, no maybe we should yeah that might not be a bad idea i don't know that it'll fix it but i always say the a reboot's never a bad thing if you're having a lot of problems yeah yeah that's not a bad idea um, we might if there's just keeps especially up, if they're this on if they're on the same switch or yeah. the same yeah. breaker. If we can't figure it out, we're gonna have to call an electrician. Call somebody. Yeah, because this potentially could be a, a dangerous thing depending on what where it's coming from. Yeah. Well, we've we've had a loose breaker before. I don't remember if it was this place or last place because that's where I've had like breaker problems at the last two places at least once. <coughs> but one of them was literally loose. 
and we finally just had to like switch it out. But mm -hmm. uh, but that's what we would have to do. We would have to reset the. Uh, what was your breaker it. switching going? Was your breaker switching like off? Like actually like triggering? Yeah, like okay. it would like it would be off, and then we would reset like the the wall. You know, like you have the little wall fault. Yeah. And, and that would usually fix it. And then it would happen again. Then we reset the wall fault and then it'd fix it. And then it turned out, like I said, the breaker was just loose. So it, it was. Rob, Rob it was sounds different because it doesn't sound like it's clicking itself it, off. It's not. The breaker's it's, it's not, so, so, not triggering so, at all. It's, it's, so, yeah, it sounds like it's. Fine. Even this last one that was off for like 10 or 15 seconds, I went downstairs to see if it finally triggered the, the circuit breaker or something. Yeah. It didn't. Everything was, was still. So I don't know what it is, but we just turned off the microwave. I mean, honestly, at this point, I'm hoping it's just like something faulty with the microwave itself, and because that might be the cheapest, <laughs> cheapest yeah. thing. But it could be. Well, is it I a mean, new I microwave? No. Mm -mm. I mean, did you introduce anything electronical to to your house? No. That... That's the thing. Nothing is is different than it's than it's been. That's why I, I don't know if something's degraded. And, and I'm worried, like, is there a wire that's degraded? And that could be an issue of, you know, if there's a problem in the wiring because we don't want to fire or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. But anyhow, I'm, uh, yeah, I mean, of course, perfect timing. I did it at 10.28. I'm literally typing, I'm ready. And then it didn't go through because everything was, was gone. gone. Yeah. Mm. But I'm, I'm here at go. least for now. If, if we, I we, we know again, if Rob gets disconnected, we got to call the utilities. Right. <laughs> That's right. And get it fixed. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what's going on. But um, uh, Maybe it's all that bad weather. Are you covered in snow right now? No. Oh. Ours we, melted had, this last week. We're yeah, we the... haven't had snow in probably three weeks now. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's been a, been a minute. Yep. Yeah, it's been. That can't be because Buffalo. No, nah, yeah, you're right. It's got to be at least two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, we 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 had a solid week of nonstop snow. Yeah. And that was it. We haven't had any sense. At least none that you needed to like worry about. Like if there was a little bit on the ground, it melted by the afternoon. But anyhow, how are you guys? I know you probably started um, talking to each other, but uh, how have you been? It's been it's been about a month and a half, almost two months since I've yeah. been on. Yeah, I don't remember the last time. Oh, last time must have been uh, Chris, right, with Mike. Yeah, I think they had two, at least two. My my last one showed twelve ten. That was the last um, okay. call that I had. I was gonna say I thought I thought the last one was right before Christmas. It's been a minute. Uh, I'm good. Uh, we got through a really, I was telling Mike, we got through some really gross weather. Uh, we had the same thing, probably the same storm, you know, came through, dumped yeah. snow for about uh, 10 days. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and uh, we we had, you know, I think it was over two feet of snow by the time it was all said and done. And for here, that's a lot. Um mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's a pretty decent amount for anywhere, but for here, that's, like, super unusual. It was the most amount dumped in the history of Iowa in a seven-day period. Really? Wow. Or was it the second? It might have been the second. It was, like, definitely one, one or two. So it yeah. was it was a lot. Because, I mean, we get snow, but we don't get, like, multiple feet of it, typically. <laughs> Are you guys, do you guys know what lake effect snow means? No. Mike, do you have 
have you heard of lake effect snow? Effect snow? Lake effect. Lake effect, no, because I don't have a lake. Okay, so we're right off of um, Lake Erie, right? Buffalo is. And the wind always blows from west to east. So it goes across the lake before it, that wind comes to Buffalo. <clears throat> so what happens is is that when um, it's it's wintertime, and, and, and lately it's been almost every year, the there's no ice on the – or the ice hasn't covered the lake because it's been we, – we've warm weather at least warmer than it's been. Um, if there is our snow clouds, it just picks up like all that moisture from the lake, right? Because it's not covered in ice. So the clouds pick up all the moisture, then it comes over land and it has too much moisture and it just dumps it. So you get tons and tons of localized snow where the wind actually happens to be blowing. Typically it blows just south of, of Buffalo. I live just north of Buffalo. So during that 10-day period that you're talking about, Joe, yeah. we had about 13 to 15 inches in my town. The woman that I work with that lives just south of the city, she had, was it 61? Yeah, I think it was 61 inches in oh that period. Damn. Yeah, That's five feet. wild. No, yeah. thank you. Yeah. So, and literally she's 20 minutes away, but it's because that's the direction the wind was blowing. So it was just, it wasn't a regular snowfall. It was a heavier snowfall based on where, you know, where the wind was coming off the lake. Right. Um, so, yeah, so she got tons of it. And I mean, over seven days, yeah, 15 inches is nothing to sneeze at, but over seven to 10 days, it's not that big of a deal. Right. You know, that's wild though. I, you know, Kirk, I, as much as we love him, I, I, I sometimes I want to throttle him in the winter because he keeps going like, oh, send me some of that snow. Send me that snow. I'm like, <laughs> get the freaking foot of snow. You're mm -hmm. welcome to it. <laughs> Not a fan. I, I, I like a little and I like it to be at the point where the roads are clear and it's fine. Mm -hmm. I don't even mind if I have to do the driveway, you know, once or twice, but. I don't like where I'm where I'm literally worried about how safe the roads are because I just, just I don't enjoy it. No. You know what? We all agreed at work that it should like winter snow season should be like the few days leading up to Christmas. Right. To like New Year's, <laughs> New Year's around there. And then that's it. That's all right. the snow that I require. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I, we do, I don't know if I've talked that much about my job or not, but um, one of the things that we do is story times and we take December off. And I, I think me, me and some, some of my coworkers are going to really push to like, let's take January off mm -hmm. and do December where the kids are out of school. Cause we always do kind of December as a breather to get ready for other stuff and other things that are going on. But I'm like, I had, there was one day I had like, I think two kids in the entire building, I'm like, um, wow. cause you know, I don't want them bringing their, for one thing, I don't want them bringing their kids in bad weather because it's not safe. Right. Especially come watch me make a fool of myself for half an hour. <laughs> so, so I'm like, stay home, be safe. And so I'm wondering if maybe we can push to get that flipped. Cause yeah, exactly. Like you're saying the the bad weather is, uh, you know, when everybody's having to go to work. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, let's see if we can go back in time and have Jesus born a different day and go from there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
I don't I, like. I don't know if in I'm the summertime, you guys. But I've seen <laughs> yes. it a bunch on um on Facebook, and I totally feel it this year. It's like there was like memes and stuff about. I can't believe it's January 76th or something like that. Because it right. felt like January was never going to end. And that's how I felt, too. Yeah. I don't know if it went fast for you guys, but it no. is not for me. No. I, I'm I, at the age where every day goes fast. Like, <laughs> I, I guess I guess it's because I'm that close to death. I'm closer to death. So <laughs> it's like every day's get going faster and faster. So you're like, God, am I almost retired yet? But then you don't want to be retired because then you're that closer you're to death. Closer. But, yeah. like, normally I understand because the months seem to fly by for me, and I know exactly yeah. what you mean in general, Mike. But for some reason this past month, it, it felt like time just stood still. You, you work I, from I, home, though. That's I different. Do. I have for four years now almost. I know, I know, but. This is the first time I felt it. If you're there and you're there and you're there, then you're there. <laughs> and, and maybe that's that makes why a lot of sense. So to me. You know, because I was here so much because we had all the all those closures and snow days, and maybe that didn't make it feel that long. Yeah. I was telling yeah, Mike, for me, I have to go, so uh, go yeah. to work. They don't yeah. care if it's snow on the ground. It's, <laughs> but uh, Rob, I, I think I read like over three hundred comics in January, <coughs> so that that alone tells you how long of a month it was. I saw your thing. I'm like, oh my god, that's amazing because. Like Chris said, something like that's almost as many as he read all of last year. <laughs> he's not reading a lot though lately. No, no, no. he's he's in his uh, off season, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I kind of joked when that blizzard hit that I was really excited because my DCBS and my my comic shop order came one two right before the bad bad weather hit, and I was kind of joking like, "Ha ha, I'm set." But Bro, I read through all of them like in like four days, and I was like, "Oh man!" And I started pulling books up from the basement, so I've been uh, rereading some stuff and finding some stuff I thought I'd read that I hadn't or I had forgotten. Because uh, let's be honest, I can't always remember books after I've read them anyway. No, so, neither. Yeah, I, I'm like I was digging through the boom and and image boxes, like I don't remember this one, and then I'd read it and be like, "Why did I not like this one?" Or you know. <laughs> Because sometimes I think, I, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll see a movie, read a book, read a comic, and be like, I did not care for that, and then come back to it, in some of these cases, three, four years later, and I'm like, hey, this is actually pretty good. You know? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> that happens to me all the time. Uh, I, but with, not the one to me really... so much, because yeah. I, I'm a mood reader, and I never yeah. run out of stuff, so. I yeah. don't ever read something I don't want to read. Like, uh, oh, this is what's in my pile. I'm going to read it. Like, yeah, I have a whole if house full of books. I read issues back to back. <laughs> mm -hmm. I tend to enjoy the enjoy the experience a lot more yeah. than yeah, reading I do a too. month to month. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just read Exo Man of War, like, one, two, three, four, five, I, whatever's out. Mm -hmm. and I think I'm all like, but the last man, one, this yeah. Is this is amazing. But I, yeah. I bet if I was reading it monthly and I had that huge gap, like it, it was like four or five months of out huge without Exo Man of War, mm -hmm. then then I would be like I, I wouldn't be so into it. Um, since I Alien haven't been so into it, stuff, and I bet you that's the reason why. Oh God, I love it. I I well I just again, did you, I, I, that's I think what I mean. I think they're channeling like classic XO because it's. It's sort of like the Romans and the Bar the Visgoths, like the battle of them in space and a whole yeah. ship 
run by Romans? I mean, that's such a badass idea. Powered by a Geomancer? I mean, that is so sweet. I mean, <laughs> it, that the Geomancer's like the fucking engine. I, I just think it's amazing. I'm excited like, I, for I getting more stuff from, from Valiant, and particularly like, these thicker stories that we're, I mean, we're basically editions, getting yeah. like, yeah, like uh, miniseries, but they're all together either in one or two issues, you know? Yeah. It's like getting a yeah, lot like all, all together. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I, I didn't like, like is they stink. They, I don't, I don't know what it is. It doesn't bother like the me. Ink, the ink or something, but man, they're really, they have a very strong odor to them. I they did do, not it experience the odor at all. Like, period. man, that COVID like, blew your nose. I, I, I even, I even, <laughs> I even tried, I even tried to smell the page. Like, what is he smelling? Are you, are you like, able I'm to not smell smelling it? anything bad? Yeah. Are you, are you sure? Yeah, because they, oh, they yeah, have a strong I, I just, odor, man. I think. They're very. It's very strong, Mike. It doesn't bother me at all. But it's. Well, it's I've re- I've read I've read a couple of hardcovers that Alien did. Mm. And I read XO, so maybe I, I read need the to nin- read Ninjak. I read the Ninjak, and I read the XO one, two, three. So yeah, maybe we've just read different books. But the maybe. two I the two I had were really strong. Like you could smell it, like from like I read with my glasses off, was so the books like I don't know foot from my face, and uh, it's it was noticeable to me. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. I, I don't notice it at all. And I even sniffed the page. I was like, what am I smelling? <laughs> and then I said, well, maybe it's just me. I'm going to go sniff an old comic. Oh, no, I smell that. Yeah. I can smell that's a 1970 those, book. And 19- those smell great, though, don't they? 80. Oh, I'd, I'd take that anytime. Yeah, they should make I a candle smell. that smells like that. From Yankee Candles should come up with that. They don't yeah. always smell great. If you bought a comic from somebody that stored it incorrectly, it doesn't smell no. too great. Yeah. I mean the I mean the cat box. That good smell. Newsprint like, newsprint absorbs smell like absorbs smell. So there if they a... store it in a in a in a garage, you're gonna smell gasoline or oil. Well, have you ever have you ever opened up an old comic that you got somewhere, like at a flea market or it doesn't make a difference, just one that you didn't own, and it like it like super perfumed. Like I don't know where they where they kept it, but it was obviously near a woman's perfume. <laughs> I've had a I've never got the perfume. I've got the gasoline smell. Oh God, yeah. I've and I've gotten sm- books that just smell mildewy. Like, yeah, I've had that. It's been in a a very humid environment. Yeah. My uh my secret for that one um it doesn't always work, but a lot of times, especially with newsprint books, it's good. Is uh my mom taught me years ago if you put a Baking bay leaf soda? in. <laughs> I could do that. You put a bay leaf inside of a <coughs> inside of a book; it helps absorb the odor. So I'll put a, a couple of bay leaves in there for like a month or so, and then pull them out. Really? A lot yeah. of times it'll help. Yeah. And then um, I then I then I buy a book from you, and it's like, man, why does this smell like bay leaf? It's like somebody <laughs> put bay leaf in here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had a, uh, a I want to say, was it Predator that teamed up against Magnus? Uh, yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah, okay. I had one of those I got one time, and I got home. I was like, what is all over this? And someone had either put it in a garage where they used kitty litter to soak up oil or literally oh. put it under a cat pan because I, I could pick chunks of kitty litter out. Oh, of the that's gross. Oh, no, so gross. no. I think <laughs> yeah. that would go into the trash. 
I do think up. I kept one that was bad, and I didn't try to like de stinkify it. But I ordered, <laughs> I ordered on eBay one time a a huge, well a full a full run of the human fly. Okay. And man, did it smell like gasoline! Like oh, that's the it worst. was in a garage. Yeah. At least you weren't like a smoker. You like. <laughs> you yeah, like, the cigarette ones are the worst. Yeah, like I haven't, I haven't run into that yet. I don't Never? know if I've been lucky. No, no oh, I yeah. haven't I've not a few. run into smoker. I've had paperbacks that just reek of either <sighs> cigars or cigarettes before. Yeah, it's the worst. I don't like it. Cigars are awful. Cigarettes <laughs> are second bad. My 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 grandfather used to smoke cigars on occasion. I don't. I like the smell of the cigar. I do not like the smell of a cigarette, though. Cigar I might depend on the cigar. Reflexes. Yeah, it's Some... probably just because you know I that was a smell like you know I associate with like going over <coughs> to my grandparents. I was a very very little kid. Yeah. Well, they probably he probably wasn't smoking like Phillies and have a Tampa's and blowing into them either. You know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It's probably something decent. Right. <laughs> like, hey, let's see how this white owl smells. You know, <laughs> gross. So, uh, how's everything? So we were else talking. Been... A, we were talking about breakfast. Do you do you oh, like yeah. chicken with chicken for breakfast? Oh, not not eggs. I'm talking about chicken. No, yeah. not really. Like a piece of chicken, uh, like a chicken biscuit. No, I mean, would I turn it down if somebody made? No, I wouldn't turn it down. <laughs> exactly, I would never. I would if somebody gives me food, I'm not going to turn it down. I don't no, care. What I'm it exactly is. the same but, way. But but yeah. but I won't not go out of my down, way to buy chicken for breakfast. Yeah, I yeah. won't do it. We we used to get them like I was telling Mike at Hardee's, and of course, like Chick Fil A had always had chicken biscuits if you went there for breakfast. So I, I've gotten them from both places. Seems Sundays, to be a bigger oh, thing. Oh, not on Sundays. It's true. At least what I've experienced out east, that people like chicken for breakfast. Yeah, I maybe have not. I've never out west. I don't see it too like, much. There's steak and eggs. I've I, there's you know there's places that make steak and eggs, but I haven't seen. Oh, I like I, I like steaks. Well, no, ch I'm talking about chicken, like a chicken and waffles place, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've heard of that for sure. I I've never had it myself, but yeah, I made it for Zach. Because, and and I think like chick, like one of those I'm, places, you know, Chick Fil A or whatever, they have chicken biscuits, and I think. Carl's Jr. even does. Well, Carl's Jr. Yeah. is unique because Carl's Jr. you can't really tell because you could order anything from the menu at breakfast and lunch. Oh, really? Yeah. So you could order a full burger meal if you want <laughs> at, at breakfast. Yeah, we don't have any of those around my, my neck of the woods. I wanted to get to Wendy's this morning and I ran out of time. They got that twofer... Is it two for three dollar deal? I was gonna try some try some Wendy's breakfast. I don't like the fact that they have potato wedges though instead of hash browns. I'm like, I don't want a potato wedge at breakfast. Mm. That, that seems gross. It, like, I've first had them time, the first they're time seasoned, I tried they're pretty, it, they're pretty tasty, but they are good. Okay, I, I think so. First time I tried Wendy's, I didn't care for it, and I thought it was expensive. Like, oh, you know what? Way, I just remember I had a chicken sandwich for breakfast, a chicken biscuit. Yeah, chicken there you biscuit. Go. Wendy, so I, I have had that. How was it? One time, but yeah. Did you like it? I, it was delicious. There you go. 
Yeah, I was telling him, like, Hardee's, uh, that's what we would get growing up when we go to Hardee's. My dad would get the sausage, and I always got the chicken biscuit, and that became like a, you know, a treat if we got to have Hardee's for breakfast uh, yeah. because they'd have chicken biscuits. And then, of course, like I said, uh, you go to Chick-fil-A, and that's like the main thing, I, I guess, on their menu, obviously, because that's their deal is chicken, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think they do have sausage, too. I don't know. We quit going there because the people here, I don't know if, about uh, where you guys are at, but the people here in Iowa act like it's a big freaking deal to go to Chick-fil-A. Oh so it's it's a madhouse. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't get it. Growing yeah, up, the line know, the line is like crazy all all week, insane. and they're closed on Sundays. Okay, so so. It's, it's it's the same with you guys then. It's yeah, it is. I it mean, wasn't yeah. that way in Georgia in the though. Past five years, I'd say five to seven yeah. years. We never had them here until that, but. It's been five or seven years. Yeah. And yeah. still, it the lines are like that. I'm like, no, nah, I'll just go somewhere else. Yeah. We we had them in Georgia, and it was no big deal. But maybe that's just because it was local. And um, because yeah. I think it started and in and in and out burger are like crazy lines here. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I don't like it enough to go there because I'm like, the Wendy's next door is dead. I'll go get a burger. You know? <laughs> I don't mess with that stuff. Nope. It's weird to me. <laughs> just freaking chicken man you don't see a line like that well i take that back when popeyes introduced their chicken sandwich it was pretty wild there too for a while oh my god i love that chicken sandwich that is so good with that that's my favorite chicken sandwich and it 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 is better to me to have a popeyes chicken sandwich than than to even go to a fancy restaurant and have a chicken sandwich i just love i that chicken is like so thick and well cooked. I don't know how the hell they do it, and breaded just right. And then that sauce is just the spicy sauce. sauce? Oh. Yeah. yeah, I love, I love that. I just sauce. had one of those a couple of weeks ago, Mike. I have never yeah, had. Yeah, and one. I always, I always tell Barb get me extra sauce because I just like that sauce. <laughs> it was they drowned it last time in the sauce. I was pretty happy. I, I eat those spicy ones, like you said, with the with with the sauce and everything else, and my head starts to sweat. <laughs> it's doing its job. Uh-huh. <laughs> I haven't had anything from them since they had the po' boys, and I miss those. Those were good. I used to get the shrimp po' boy and the chicken po' boy whenever I, I had like Popeyes. I do like a po' boy. Yeah, I miss those. Those those shrimp sandwiches were real good. I used to get those when I lived in Denver because we we uh. had. Popeyes uh, uh, in Denver, and then we did have them for years where I lived, and then uh, they just got one here maybe like five years ago. And like I said, it's been pretty much a madhouse ever since they introduced that sandwich. <laughs> it's funny how that works. Places get popular and they get crazy busy. I'm like, you can go to KFC and nobody's there. Nobody. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's where we yeah, go. They're starting to cl- they're starting to close a lot of our KFCs here. Well, oh, that's a that's disappointing. I don't think KFC's that great either, though. We had it at Christmas, and I was like, "Man, these chicken tenders are bland. I'd rather just go to a gas station." You know? <laughs> <laughs> the biscuits were good, but the chicken I thought was pretty mediocre. Huh. Especially if that's what your that's your money maker. Do better. Right. <laughs> it's been a while since I've been to KFC, KFC here. Yeah, it's been been a little bit. There's so few things open anymore late on Christmas Eve. After COVID, everybody went back to pre, uh, like the pre-90s days where stuff was closed again, you know? Sure did. 
Yeah. Which is yeah. good. You know, let the people be home. I don't have a problem with it. No. Yeah. No. I used to work Christmases and Christmas Eves for Blockbuster, so I uh I definitely can appreciate what it's like to deal with like buttholes on a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one Thanksgiving, the lady's like, oh, poor baby's got to work Thanksgiving. I'm like, bruh, I'm just checking out your movie to you, and you just come up to me with attitude out of nowhere. I didn't even say anything. Wow. I'm like, like, how are you tonight? Jeez. Are you serious? Yeah. She's like, oh, baby's got to work Thanksgiving. I'm like, Jesus Christ. And she's the jerk showing up there. I know. Uh, People. Wow. Yeah. At least we got time and a half. Back in those days when you're hourly, that made a difference. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Yeah, you got to wonder about, you know, people that are even, free, you know, going to those establishments on a, <laughs> that type of a holiday, you know, just what their attitude's going to be anyhow. So I think a lot of people we got, especially at Christmas, it was either you just got your fill in the blank player game, Blu ray, whatever. Mm hmm. Or you're just tired of looking at the people in your house. Could be, yeah. You just want to get out. Or or, ti- or or when you go out to eat, you're tired of the Christmas stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, for, for us, it's three straight days of tamales and pozole, which, which I don't usually complain about, but too much of a good thing is too much sometimes. Sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I, noticed the, I noticed on Christmas Eve and Thanksgiving – mcdonald's was even open usually usually you won't find mcdonald's open but i i saw a lot more fast food like sonic really and mcdonald's and open yeah they, they they had limited hours but they were open so they were open yeah, like in me- the morning up until like five and then they closed at five and then they were for, closed at for night Thanksgiving, but... we had places like that but they were open till like one or two not not christmas day though yeah. So, um, what's been uh, lighting a fire in the world of comics for you guys? What are you excited well, that's, about? That's a good question. Um, like pre-order wise, uh, I'm really excited for this uh, weirdo uh, Oniverse Nacelleverse thing they're doing, where it's like they're mixing. Was it Power Lords and Biker Mice from oh, Mars? Oh, the Biker Mice from Mars, yeah. And Robo I Force. That. I got super <laughs> yeah, I tr- excited about Robo Force because it's like, who even remembers those toys? Uh, I got those one birthday. I asked for something, and I didn't get it. My mom got me Robo Force. So I probably asked for Transformers. And I'm like, what the bleep are these things? And she got me three of them, so they were probably on clearance at like the Revco or something. And um I just remembered they were re- really weird, but I liked them because they had like, they had these like arms that look like uh, air conditioner <laughs> piping or something, and, <laughs> and they had suction cut butts, so you could like sit, stick them to a mirror, and the the uh, button on the back would make their arms like move. I know they were really like clunky and old fashioned looking, but I really thought they were cool. So, uh, so you're hoping uh, hoping to read that in a story and like I want the suction cup butt. <laughs> yeah, they gotta they gotta that's like, they have some sort of that's what I'm looking about, forward about to the most is I I hope there's several panels of the suction cup butt. 
You know, I'm just... sure you remembered like a toy where you're like you were the only kids you knew who had it, and you had like a sweet spot for it. And that's that's one of those. That and um, what was it? Starriers or two that I have a sweet spot for because I think I would get Star them because they were huh? yeah because they were clearance toys, and so I had a handful of them. You know, I had some Starriers. I'm the only one that I knew that had those, but I wasn't like over over the moon about them. I I, I enjoyed them well enough, but yeah. We had the snake playset, and we reused that thing right up to my children because it was perfect for like superhero squad size people. Uh-huh. So we, I mean, I've had like my childhood and two more childhoods play with that toy. So yeah, <laughs> another sweet spot for the Star Wars. I wish I still had the Robo Force. They probably rotted to death in the garage. Probably. I don't. Re- I remember the name. I'm gonna. I'm gonna Google that because I remember the name, but I don't remember the description. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I've never had any of those. But, uh, Roboforce, Roboforce. Oh, let's see. They Mag- look cool. No, I never, I never had any of those. But uh, Mag Cave has got some stuff I'm interested in. Some IPs. They're doing what? Uh, Dick, oh, Dick it, Tracy. Are they doing Dick ah. Tracy? And yeah, they're Flash doing Gordon Dick Tracy. And, uh, yeah, Batman. I, I am, I am excited for Flash Gordon and Dick Tracy just because that's in my wheelhouse. Yeah. So that's, so I'm, that's I'm cool. excited about that stuff. You know, more so than Dick, stuff. more so Dick Tracy than Flash Gordon, because I've had some Flash Gordon from Dynamite and some other places. But um, man, I it seems like forever that we've had Dick Tracy. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. been a long time, for sure. I think for me, um, excited about what they're doing with that uh, the Energon universe with. Oh yeah, I'm liking that too. And yeah, all the IP so stuff, good. Man. The first issue of Duke. Oh my God, my I haven't read Cobra Commander. Just came the other day. I'm gonna read it today. That. Um, but yeah, I haven't read either of those. But great. I've read a Real American Hero, and that's like my favorite read of the week last week. I just yeah. marshaled through 301 through 303, and I was like, "This is my heaven, man." Which one? Uh, the the Real American Hero. The Larry Hama one. Oh, oh, it's you know been what? great. Sorry, it, when you said that, you didn't say the, these words, but in my brain, I was thinking the greatest American hero. Oh man, <laughs> what? <laughs> no. What is he talking about? <laughs> there actually was a comic about that from somebody. I don't remember who it was. <laughs> but it yeah, was like definitely Ape, Ape Entertainment or something, Mike. or Arcana. Arcana did the greatest American hero, and it was ri- written by William Cat. Gosh, I remember because I bought them. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you're right, though, with uh, the Larry Hama. Um, it's I feel like he's totally re-energized now. You know, with with Image, I, I they I feel like they're pushing that. Uh, maybe it's just me, but it feels like they're they're promoting that a little bit better than probably IDW. Was well, IDW came out swinging too. I mean, if you think of Cobra and all the stuff they did, yeah, I mean, they did a Cobra they did great. some. Am- they did some amazing comic books, man, especially with Chuckles. Oh my god. Chuckles was my they, favorite they, after those. They they, they they made they made Chuckles such a badass. It was it was like one of the Chuckles best comics Jinx. to read. Oh yeah. They yeah. took some of the more obscure characters and just kicked some ass. I mean, mm-hmm. I I I think it changed a little bit towards the tail end, but they came out swinging to begin with. Yeah. I think I think the fact that Image is 
brought in, and not to knock any of the artists that work for for IDW, Gallant and Robert are great, but you know you got Chris Mooneyham and the Kuberts working on it. They like brought in like grade A talent. You know, yeah. I, I think they really want these books to look good and be be like a showcase title. You know, I agree. So yeah, I, I've been I've been I've been enjoying all of those. Um. And I, I've been enjoying what's still what's going on with the X Men, with that whole like uh, stuff that's going on. So yeah, I, I think for for me that's that's where I've been enjoying stuff the most. I've, and I've, anything I've by Mark Wade DC's been great. Uh, I've liked the Gang War stuff a lot. I haven't read it because any I of that I, yet. I love how they're like sectioned off. It's one of the events that I think works better than any of the other events because. They like have sectioned off pieces of New York and stuff, and given it to a different gangster or oh, faction. Okay. And then, if you read Luke Cage, you get this part. If you read uh, Master of Kung Fu, you get this one. You know, like you're you're getting like different areas and how they relate. It's pretty neat. How how tied in is it to Spidey? Spidey is like the main book. Okay. That, I, I I I know yeah. we, I know we don't agree on this, but the reason and Rob knows I've said this before. I jump off Spidey whenever Jr. Jr. is doing the art, so I typically, ah! I typically don't get those. So I'll I'll read them on the. Uh, app he's my they come he's up. my he's like my favorite Spider-Man artist. Like yeah, I'm not sure what's going like, on. I think I think that somebody needs to get some get him pictures of what like the different characters actually look like because i don't think he's understanding exactly what they're supposed to look like no it's his his style it's it's very stylized it's awesome his 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 uh he his panel layouts are the best so bad oh man his long-haired guy his uh dc superman run was so bad where with the guy with the long blonde hair uh and i love superman i even i jumped off those oh, i liked I, I liked all of his stuff like you, I, you, I know you do it's it's and it's crazy it, yeah it's it's to each their own which is yeah. i mean obviously you know like everyone has their especially when it comes to art right you know everyone's got their own well, I, i've liked all of his styles when he's like on a solo character but I don't mm-hmm. care for his style is when he's like doing Avengers or something like yeah. when he's doing a lot of characters like the Bendis he, run wasn't great. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he draws like the most dynamic Kirby panels that I've ever seen. Like just the way his layout is the way his characters are positioned in the panel. I mean, it's just amazing. And, and, and I even I will give him his due on some stuff. That first issue where he's down in the uh, subway with Tombstone's guys, there is one yeah. splash page in there that is that is one of the best Spider-Man images I've ever seen. But then it'll show up like one of the just generic humans' faces, and I'll just be like, "Ugh, that doesn't look great." But did you re- did know. you read the uh, Robbie's sons? Um marriage issue where he was supposed I, to get I, married I, I i read the lead up to it and like i say i jumped off of it because oh, I, God, I just didn't like so the art. i yeah. don't remember if i read because I, I jumped I, I, not that i jumped off that i'm not going to read it at all but that's one that i'm gonna that's i just digital. don't want to own them yeah, i'll um, read it on yeah. the app yeah i'm gonna yeah read all that stuff on the app yeah same 
I sent you guys a picture. This is what the all-star Batman is where I started to get really upset because the villains didn't look anything like yeah, what that's weird. I feel like they should look like. That's that's Firefly All-Star and Killer Batman? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. With, with, with Jim Lee? No, I no. I thought that was... The, the Rebirth with... Uh, yeah, the one that Rebirth came out with the Blue Snyder and, um, yep. and J.R. J.R. Yeah. When it... um. When they relaunched everything as Rebirth. Was that like 2018 or something like that? Maybe 2017? Before that. I'm looking it up now. 2016. Okay. I knew it was while I was at Books a Million. Because uh, I remember we had those issues. And they were like, uh, they were a big deal at first. And we we ended up, when we got rid of comics, we got rid of a ton of those for like a buck a piece. I was teasing what am I thinking of years ago. And I'm like. Because he was hyping up Jared, Jared too. I mean, yeah. You like you like how this looks, and I, like I gave him like a picture, like a full picture of Firefly or whatever. He goes, yeah. "Well, that's not my preferred design." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. I would agree with that. It doesn't quite look right. Uh, I, I I like his stuff a lot, so I'm with Chris. I I think he's a phenomenal artist. Typhoid, his Typhoid Mary is the best Typhoid Mary. Uh, his you know, dare, there's his Daredevil really is amazing. Yeah. Well, I like his Daredevil. And I like his bat. I like his street level characters. That's oh, Kickass was good. You know. Yeah. Uh, and there's X Men stuff. People rip on his X Men. Um, I don't dislike all of his X Men work. There was, I think he's the one who did the issue where they fought Cool and Goth, and and uh, and he's uh. Spidey's like bleeding all over the page when you open the comic, and that's like one of the most shocking images I remember of a child. Of well, Spider-Man. did didn't he didn't he fall like right after Paul Ryan and Burn? Like I, he did. Ramita Junior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, but, but see, I, I don't like that style of Ramita Junior. That's that's when he's more house style, I think. I, that's probably like I when he was doing that he was he was doing dazzler and like a couple yeah. of other things i mean it was it was fine it just wasn't it wasn't his stylized art it, it was sure it's more like hey i'm gonna draw like these other guys well i, I feel <clears> like <throat> when he was doing dazzler he was pretty much literally doing the house style wasn't he um oh, that was exactly yeah pretty early on yeah mm-hmm. oh man i i was you, talking you, to paul if Chad you, if you compare time. if you if you compare them, you can't. Yeah. And and you don't say like this is John Romita Jr. You'd never think it. Yeah, I agree. Like if you're P- Paul Chadwick of Concrete. Yeah, I was talking to Paul Chadwick one time uh, about his little run on Dazzler uh, on Twitter, and I that was a shame that didn't get to <laughs> last longer. I think he only got two issues, and uh, I would I would have I been interested to see what all he could have done on some more superhero stuff because uh he came in right at the end of those and um they're pretty good looking books it must have been it had to have been pretty early on in his career too i imagine i know uh me and uh rob were reading all those about the same time we never did get around to doing she hulk rob which she hulk is that uh, no, we just Dan lost Slott. Rob again. Uh, it, it was the we were gonna read the uh, Savage She Hulk 
uh, or Dazzler, and we picked uh, we picked uh, the Dazzler to start with. Yeah, we just lost Rob, so how is that going to well, work? That means his internet will maybe come back, and maybe yeah. not. He should get the join the call again, because he's part of it. Yeah. Do you want me to go ahead and knock an issue out, then? Yeah, go ahead. All right. You want me to do uh, 70s action or 90s <coughs> Superman first? Either Your or. Pick. I, I like right. them both, but we can go with 70s for sh- earlier. Right. We'll, we'll do action comics. This is one I read this morning. Number 467 from... I think I'm getting old. i got to take my glasses off. Uh, hey, January I'm there. 1977. <laughs> I can't yeah, read with my glasses anymore. Period. Even with and I, I don't want to. I do not want to get the um, progressive transition. lenses either. Yeah, I've got progressives, and I still read easier with them off. So. This well, is I, I con- think it's. I think women's Sorry, eyes work better with progressives than men. I, I really mm-hmm. do. I get. I think their I brain. Went, is, I went to a bigger lens and made a big difference. Uh. In bad, bad, worse difference or better? It made it better because um, uh, I had kind of a short progressive lens and then I got a, a much larger lens on this the new set and they work a lot better. But uh, at the same time, I still, I'd still rather read with them off. Because like when you read with them on, I got to have the book far enough away for it to be clear. Whereas like if I got my glasses off, like I told you, it's like a foot away and it's more comfortable like holding it and I can just see everything but so anyway let's see uh number 467 action comics 1977 conway and kurt swan schwartz is the editor you've got uh superman going against some jet fighters and they're boratavians b-o-r-o-t-a-v-i-a-n-s i have no idea it was one of those fictional countries and he's basically got to deal with these planes so the planes are attacking Superman, and one by one, he crashes them, takes them out. They do it G.I. Joe style from the old cartoon, though everybody either parachutes or he carries them away. Nobody actually gets hurt. So he goes and sees the mar- Marshal of Boratavia, says, good afternoon, I believe these are yours. And he's like, why do you interfere with this? What right do you have the medal? And he's like, well, you know, you can't just go and attack all these other countries. So as an emissary of the United Nations, so I guess that's a job I don't know that I remembered he had. Uh, Working for the UN, he came in and basically uh, took care of business. Uh, He also demolishes all the other planes that are uh, in the airfield so that he can't use anything. He uh, melts the wheels off of some. So basically the Boratavians are are, uh, now going to be stuck to the ground and they can attack the other neighboring countries. So this is so, the one that cover that says "Stop Superman, You're Wrecking the World." Yep. Yeah, I love that cover. My God, that's a great cover. What, what a layout! That yeah, is amazing. I, it, everything about it's good. His, I don't know. It's just super dynamic, and you got the guys like falling, and it looks like he's really up to hijinks. And uh, it looks, it find... looks sort of, it looks really 3D. It like does. coming out of the page and the way the rocks are in the foreground and the background, it looks incredible. And this is one of those I got lucky enough. Uh, I'll order a VG from um, my comic shop and and uh, sometimes I'll get them. I'll be like, 
this I know why this one's VG, and then you'll get one like, why in the world is this VG? And you have to look really close to find any like anything wrong with it. But mine is like super vibrant. It's a I got it in a really good shape. But yeah, it's 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 a it's a great cover. But uh, so let's see. He uh, is on his way back to Metropolis, and they flash to outer space, and there's a couple of scientists. He says, on my command, activate, and the satellite zaps Superman with a ray. And then uh, got a really good ad for have a haunting Halloween, ghost, house of mystery, weird war, and unexpected. And it's got a Kane reading a creepy book to some kids. Uh, I always like those old house ads for the, the mystery <laughs> and horror titles. Yeah. Um, so these scientists are like, it's done. Superman doesn't suspect a thing. Professor, you're the most brilliant man who ever lived. Why, thank you. I modestly agree. And you're like, who is this Mort? It's just some bald guy. And, and like, I don't know who this guy is. So we go back to Metropolis. Clark is uh, getting lunch with Lois. And they're in the cafeteria at WGBS. And it's just weird. He's kind of in a mood. And we don't know why. But we're assuming it probably because that Ray he got zapped with. And she... Uh, Says, here, Clark, try this. It's their famous bean soup. How is it? He says, beef bourguignon, it is not. So, whatever, Clark's kind of being spicy. Uh, he gets into the newsroom, and through the teleprompter, it says there's a tidal wave, and he's like, well, I've got to go take care of that. So, he's like, well, how am I going to take care of this? I'm actually on the news doing the newscast. So, he zaps the overhead spotlight with x-ray vision, and it causes a burst effect. And when the burst effect goes, all the people that shows the cameraman holding their eyes like they've got the migraine. So what a <laughs> jerk. He's like really messed with these guys. He zips out, swaps tape, puts on a tape. And so he puts on uh, something that was taped earlier uh, from the uh, previous day about a different story. And the story just happens to be about Black Lightning number one. Uh, so... While Clark is running a replay of yesterday's news, how does he think he's not going to get in trouble for that? That's the only thing. I know we're supposed to suspend disbelief, <laughs> but I'm sitting there going, like, he's going to get busted for, like, running old news when he's supposed to be talking about this, like, tsunami in Japan. But whatever. We're supposed to ignore that. So uh, Man of Steel sees this giant wave. He's like, okay, I've got to bust this wave up. So he does the typical Superman thing. First, he removes a boat that was about to get sunk. Then he makes a whirlpool that doesn't work. Then he tries to break it up another way by swimming around the wave that doesn't work. So he's like, what is going on here? So he finally realizes what's going on is in outer space. So he flies up, he hits the satellite, punches a hole in the wall. And uh, of course they're in outer space. So immediately the people like start gasping for air. And he's like, we're losing our, and it has these people choking out. And he's like, you're not going to get off that easy. <laughs> I think that's funny, like Superman was ever going to let these guys die. He uh, seals the hole in the wall and uh, said that he wants to know what was going on. And they said uh, they got an idea and they were going to try to use his powers against him. And they flipped the page and there's one of those. Why didn't DC do all those Rudolph books? Was Rudolph really big in the 70s? I was too young to remember. Uh, maybe that was the time that the claymation stuff okay. was coming out. I don't know. That's the only yeah, thing I could think of. 
But they were it's all like the a, giant size stuff. Yeah. Yeah, this is time. like a giant size two dollar jam packed holiday edition, and it's got that like JLA style where it's got the heads on the side, and it says yeah. Rudolph, Grover, Santa, Winky, and Blinky. Like I know who the heck they are, and uh, eight two fifty <laughs> to get the holiday edition of Rudolph mailed to you. So anyway, um, so back to the Mort. He's saying. He designed a supersonic device to uh, absorb his personal sonic force. And then basically by doing that, it would repress uh, the sonic forces in his body. I don't know. It's a lot of tech talk. I didn't understand what the heck they were saying. But the long and short of it is it basically made him ineffective to fight the tidal wave that they were creating because they were going to make bad weather all over the world so that they can control the world is the long and short of it. Um. So then he says, well, I learned a lesson today. A man's worst enemy can sometimes be himself. And uh, back to Clark Kent. He's given the news. And the news, of course, is Superman. Um, then we have the free Daily Planet that they used to do in the olden days with the Lola Barnett interviews and what's coming up next. And what's coming up ne next in this one is uh, Commandy Last Boy on Earth in a JLA in a House of Secrets issue. And then the final story we've got, because back in these days, well, action, I say that back in these days, now action has backup stories again. Um, but uh, this is when action always had a backup story. And this one is Crypto the Superdog. And he's facing off against Mr. How do you say Mrs. Mrs. Pidalik? Is that how you say it? I say Mixel Pidalik. That's okay. how I say it, though. Okay. I've so heard Pidalik. it pronounced many different ways. Me too. Even on... Even on the TV, because the Superboy TV show pronounced it one way, and then the cartoon pronounced it another way, and right. it's not, I'm not sure what's the right, I just say Mixelpitalik. <laughs> there we go, Mixelpitalik, it's a, a Bob Rizaka story with Kurt Swan again, so of course it looks great. Uh, crypto in uh, Superman's Best Friend, it is a Superdog, so Superman has to do uh, some scouting around and he says, go back to uh, Metropolis for me. So he goes to Metropolis, and there's a giant hand with an eraser erasing everything, and Crypto's going to have to deal with it. So he tries to attack the giant hand first, but it doesn't work. Then he tries to zap it with heat vision, and it doesn't work. He tries to bite it with his teeth. That doesn't work. And finally, the hand flicks him, so it shows him getting flicked across the page. And Mrs. Piglick is watching, and he's like, ha, 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 I'm going to wipe... Uh, metropolis off the map and literally you just see the cityscape and it's got big eraser marks through it because these giant hands have got like two giant pink erasers uh so he's like what the heck am i gonna do and so he's trying to find where he's hiding at mrs Pitalik, and uh crypto gets down he's sniffing around and this guy goes mildred i have a job for this dog listen super dog see those giant hands metropolis is doomed unless you stop them mangle them crash them chew them up and Crypto can't talk, so he's like, grr. And uh, the lady goes, what did he say, Harold? And he's like, I don't know. I don't speak canine. So it's just <laughs> weird. Uh, then we uh, go to the Happy Hound Dog Food Company. And this is where you're like, Mrs. Pitalik must be, like, really stupid. So he decides he's going to turn into a dog biscuit to hide from Crypto. And Crypto's like, he's in one of these dog biscuit yeah, it's like somewhere. scooby snacks yeah right? i want to hide as a scooby snack for scoob yeah it's so dumb so he eats <laughs> an entire bin worth of dog biscuits and he goes to the next one and uh mrs pillick is like oh crap this dog is smarter than i thought 
So he starts to eat on all the. He's already eating. Or hungry. Or hungry, right? (laughs) (laughs) Not necessarily smart. Uh, Right. So he's about to eat him, and he's the one dog biscuit that isn't shaped the way (laughs) as the others, too, which is dumb. Like, if you're going to be a dog biscuit in hiding, like, be a dog biscuit in hiding. But either way, he doesn't get eaten, luckily. And, uh, He's like, well, I better change back to my normal shape and say my name backwards. And he goes, schism or whatever. And he says, sorry, Poochie, you're not going to get me. See you in 90 days. Was Okay, real quick question. You know your Superman history pretty good. Was the 90-day thing so that every three months, if they wanted to, they could reuse the character in one of the magazines? That I don't know. What was that the 90-day make... thing? I don't remember. Oh, so basically, if... Superman or uh, got him to say his name backwards, I guess. Oh, yeah. Mixoplitalic. Yeah. Had the... He had to, okay. had to go back for 90 days to the other uh, dimension. Is that what it was? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So he says, well, I'm going back for 90 days. I don't and, think that's uh, the current thing, though. Like, I don't I think either. That was a, a more of a silver bronze thing. That's why I'm wondering if it was a publishing thing. That way they could reuse him if they really wanted to in either Superman or World's Finest or Action or something. Yeah. You know, by, by doing that. Well, I, guess, anyway. I guess there's fans of those imps because isn't uh, Batmite an imp too? Yeah, Batmite's an imp. And um, uh, what was his name from the Flintstones? He was based on him, on those characters Gaz- too. Gazoo? Yep, the great Gazoo. So that like kind of character was really popular, I think, in like an the, impossible Bron- the man Silver on Age. The Marvel side, isn't he? Like some kind right. of imp. Yep. So like uh I think that, that character was really kind of a thing for a while. So Yeah. But anyway, uh Man of Steel gets home from uh his Justice League duties and he said, I bet you had an easy time. Looks like you've just been munching dog biscuits. And of course, uh Crypto's like, geez, no credit ever. Um, so that was it. That was a real fun issue of uh, Action Comics. I, I like these 70s ones. And, you know, the best part about them is, Mike, they're usually pretty cheap. I got this one for, like, 250 So you can usually yeah. uh, most, get a lot of Superman, them pretty Most Supermans in general that are not Golden Age or any kind of keys, Yeah, they're pretty inexpensive. Yeah. So I, that was a, that was a fun one. And like you said, it's got a great cover. So I, I haven't gotten any more messages from Rob. Have you? Uh, I'm gonna check other the messages. Ha- other than it happened again, that's the last one I got. Yeah, I've got. I am not going to be able to rejoin. We have to figure out what's going on. It's done it three times in a row now. So I guess uh, he's out for the day. Okay. Well, yeah, that's, that's weird. a bummer. And scary at the same time. It is, especially like if it's just lo- getting you're, cold you're, and you you could lose heat, or and you thought, can lose yeah. refrigerator and spoil your food. I don't know. Oh my gosh, I I don't know if I've told you that story. We had the derecho come through here a few years ago, and it took out our power for a week, and that was the most stressful part of it for me was having to throw the food out. Yeah, like that. But uh. Anyway, well, we we well, lost our fridge and then lived out of a cooler for oh, at least a week. Yeah, that's what we. Well, ended I up just doing. I, I would go to the store and buy chunks of ice and just fill the cooler. Yep. I had to throw out a lot of food though. Yep, nice. that stinks. All right, so I have uh, 
My choice is Wendy and Willie, number three, from DC Comics. This is uh, Dobie Gillis. I don't know if all of these were reprints. I think some of them were, but this is yeah. a Dobie Gillis uh, book. I don't know. <laughs> they they call Maynard Wendy, which I find really weird. And Willie is Dobie, so... Because I always think of Wendy as a girl's name. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, you think they got rebranded or something? They got rebranded. Somebody told me because the show ended, okay. they didn't want to end the comic. Mm-hmm. This this sounded like the more reasonable explanation. Yeah. The show ended. They didn't want to keep the comic going, but they had more in, more in the can, and right. they thought they could just rebrand it. That's what... <laughs> I think the Wendy's a was. weird choice, though. <laughs> well, the whole title is weird. Yeah. Uh, there's only four issues, but I, I would like to track them down. I, I, I have been watching a lot of Dobie Gillis on, um, I think it's Freebie on Amazon Prime. Right. But uh, this was a classical Dobie Gillis, because Dobie's like the most horniest guy. Like, <laughs> well, he's horny, and he, he like gets his horniness confused with love like that that that's what his thing is because he falls in love almost with somebody different every episode well this this one he does too he's on the beach with maynard and he comes across this beautiful girl in a bathing suit and she kind of like stands him up like she says oh no i you're not for me kind of thing and she's got money and he doesn't and so dobie goes off pretty depressed and with Maynard and uh they start to uh think about ways that he can win this girl but but actually he 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 gets her because of a weird situation okay so Dobie's father owns a grocery store and the mother's always there and Dobie um Dobie's father gets contacted by the girl's uh the girl that he likes his father because he wants to open up a restaurant chain in the city. So he's like, I want to open up the restaurant chain. So can you supply groceries for the restaurant? And he says, sure. But he also realizes that the the guy's wife was his ex-girlfriend. And, you know, uh, Dobie's mother's like, we don't want any part of this. You know, you you can't supply this guy groceries you don't get enough groceries to supply his restaurant you you need to call him and tell him right now but then she finds out that his ex-lover was was involved and she gets jealous and she's like we have to go through with this so they have they go out to a dinner and then they convince Dobie and Maynard to pretend they're from <laughs> a college and they they dress up in some weird costumes like from India and Maynard and them show up and um, they're there and they said, oh, our son is back from Princeton. And the mother says, Harvard. And they, he goes, Harvard, Princeton. And they go both schools. They're they're getting degrees from both schools. So they're like super smart. Right. And right. Um, <laughs> so, so they get in the shenanigans and then he looks into the other room and Dobie sees the girl that he's after and he's like, you know, we can't go through with this. But then they do go through with this. But then 
in the middle of dinner, a phone call comes through, and it's like the zoning commissions, and they say, you can't build these restaurants. So it, it's weird because they go away thinking they're, they are rich and they can supply groceries to this rich guy, but in reality, they couldn't, but they got out of it because the guy can't build his restaurants there anyway. So it, it was pretty interesting. And then the girl walks away and says, oh, man, we're going to not be able to, to date now because we have to move. <laughs> so so Dobie didn't get the girl as oh, usual. Man. And uh, I, I find his, his hijinks hilarious because early on in the early episodes, there's one blonde that he's after for a while. And then she disappears for a while. But she was really good. I, I, I liked her a lot. And uh, there was a really smart girl that had a crush on Dobie with black hair. And then she kind of like went away on the show for a while. Even Maynard went away for like two episodes because he like supposedly joined the army and then came back. But it, it's pretty unusual watching it because when I watched Dobie, just like I watched Flintstones and Scooby-Doo, it was in syndication, so I had no idea of order, like episode sure. one, episode two, episode three. It was just another episode. Whenever yeah. I caught an episode, it was an episode. So that was always fun on stuff because you would watch like the box sets when they started coming out in the 90s and 2000s, and you'd be like, oh, my God, this is the first episode I never knew. Yeah, yeah. But this comic book was really cool. Um, these are hard to come up, come by, like at least in the wild. Um, right. You could maybe find them on my comic shop. But I, I definitely, anytime I see Adobe Gillis, I I definitely try to pick it up. Yeah, that's that's cool. Cause I uh, what was the name of it again? One more time. Wendy, Wendy? and Willie. Okay, is it I E? Or uh, W I N D Y. Oh, Windy. Oh, that makes windy. a big difference. That makes more sense now. I was like, yeah, it really was. Windy. Well, I guess because because Maynard's like when I I don't remember him being so filthy. Um, <laughs> like when when I was watching in syndication, I, I guess I didn't pay attention to the way he dressed. Right. But he just he wore the same shirt with holes in it and grease stains on it. It was like a sweatshirt yeah. every episode, and his pants yeah, had holes on it. And he was supposedly a beatnik. Right, that's what I was going to say. Well, yep. He came from a well-to-do family. Um, th they were well-to-do, and he just liked his jazz. Like, he had this real free-going spirit, and music was his everything. Right. And he wasn't real good. He wasn't good at studies, and either was Dobie, for that matter. Dobie wanted to be a poet, and there was no money in that. But yeah, it's a fascinating series. I, I'm almost my, making my way through the first season, and uh, interesting enough, the only episode I missed so far was four, because it was behind a paywall, which is interesting. It went one, two, three. Oh, you have to pay for this, and then you can continue on with five, six, seven. So I don't, I don't know why that one episode. <laughs> was blocked but it yeah. was <laughs> yeah we went we, we went through that with lucy we were doing i love lucy and then we got to the christmas episode you can't watch it so i ended up just buying a copy of the dvd 
Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they do that with certain episodes. But yeah, yeah, I, I have no idea. Maybe for... maybe there's some kind of license thing or where like sense. it's owned between two studios or some actor appears that had a contract and didn't ha- I don't know. It's some Yeah. It has to be that. Like I could have bought it, but I didn't right. because I was like I I know what the plot for Dobie is every episode. Like <laughs> do, do you see how it's, it's oh, just yeah. how does yeah. how does he get in and out of the situation <laughs> is wonder... the fun part of it. I wonder if they've got some music in it because um what was it I think it's Doctor Who had a had a Beatles appearance in an episode and because of that they couldn't show it in the U.S. for forever and then I think what they've done now is they've just taken the music out or taken that scene out or something so that they could you know uh, sell it on box sets and whatnot but yeah I wonder if maybe, yeah that could be any number of things who knows but uh, yeah who knows. So Rob, let's see. Rob yeah, messaged Rob us. Yeah. Did he say anything he else, or I can't no, see it he, because he he only sent it on Messenger, and I just happen to have my phone oh. on. So basically, the gist is he's not going to make it back, um, and he's going to try to figure out what's going on because I guess it rebooted twice uh, after he got kicked <laughs> off the first time, and so they're going to try to figure out what's going on. But uh, okay. I'll, I'll jump into my next one. Uh, got Superman 1919. Good Lord, 1959. That's not real. Superman number 59 from 1991 was what I was trying to say. And this is uh, Jurgens and Breeding, so that you know this is going to be a good one. What number was that again? 59. 59, okay. Yep. So uh, that'd be what, I guess, volume two of uh, Superman. Yeah, volume and, uh, two, kind of right after uh, Burn left, I think. Yeah. So this is this before, is gonna... before before death. Yeah, this is definitely before death. This is post proposal yeah. though, so Lois has found out who Superman is. So yeah. Um, finally, some time together alone, and it opens, and uh, you might remember these folks i don't remember them they're in uh robes and they're sitting behind a kind of i don't know like half circle table and they're discussing and they say the brotherhood has spoken and uh this has gone well and the one said no this time the brotherhood's wrong and they disappear so i don't know it's mystery and people i don't remember um it may have been like a i have that some there, kind of a cult <laughs> Yeah, so, well, they've got some kind of powers, uh, and it may just be coming. I've got two fairly decent-sized dead zones for comics. Uh, one of them is much larger than the others, and this is when I probably in the middle between middle school and high school where I really cut back to just a handful of books, and um, I wasn't reading Superman at that time, so I, I don't remember who these folks were, but they pop up later in the issue, and you'll at least understand their powers a little better, and then maybe you'll be like, yeah. oh yeah, I know I know who you're talking about. Uh, Lois and Clark are dressed up fancy and snazzy at this uh, restaurant, and they're talking about how things are going, and they're on a double date, and the waiter's about to come up, and he sees that the Navy's heading out to sea, and he says, Lois, I got to go. And she's like, not tonight, Clark. He's like, I know, I, I can't ignore it. I'll be back in a flash. 
and so he he leaves her alone at the restaurant and a couple looks over and says oh that poor little thing sitting all alone and the wife is do you suppose her boyfriend just left her here and Lois is like, of all the places to be set, I, if I'd have known that this was going to happen, I just went and gotten a belly burger. And uh, it's weird. My phone has not cut off since the last time Rob texted, which was like 10 minutes ago. This thing's going to catch fire. Was it the iPhones that were exploding or the Androids? I, I don't remember. Well, I don't want my phone. What do, you, what do you mean it's not cut off? What do you mean it's heating like up? It, yeah, it was just like... It, the screen has been on, and I'm like, why is it not current turning off? So I finally just hit the power button. That was weird. Anyway. Or do the scroll up. Do you, is it an iPhone or no? It's an iPhone, yeah. Yeah, you could just close was, the apps. Yeah, it was just sitting there. And I thought it was the Androids that were long. exploding. Uh, maybe it was. I didn't think it was iPhone. I hope not. <laughs> what, what, what model is it? I think uh, I've got a 13. Oh, wow, you're even ahead of me. Like, Barb's yeah. even like, you should upgrade your phone because I'm on an iPhone 10, And I'm like, yeah. why? It works fine. Yeah, as long as it's working <laughs> and the battery's good on like, it, who cares? I, like, I, I don't care. I can do the things I need to. I don't right. need any more radiation in my pocket to Man, be you radiating need... my balls. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Superman flew off, he's, and he's uh, Lois wants a belly burger. Um, so it turns out the Navy is out to rescue some folks in a Marine that's like sunk, and Superman dives in a Marine that sunk, a submarine that sunk, a Marine that sunk is a whole different story. Um, so he gets down there, and uh, these guys are in trouble. So uh, he's like, I gotta help these people, otherwise it's gonna crack like an eggshell. He helps the submarine resurface. He goes up to the boat and he says, uh, I need to speak to your commanding officer pronto. We go back to the restaurant and uh, I guess Lois went ahead and ate because uh, I think she gets the check and she says it was a great meal. Make sure that you give yourself a generous tip. And as she's leaving, once again, the couple that was uh, judging her goes, wonder what she said to chase that nice young man away. Must have been pretty obnoxious. She looks it. That's really rude, man. And then Lois thinks like, oh my gosh, if only they knew they were overhearing me. I, now I know what Clark goes through being able to overhear everybody. So uh, back to the ship, he is uh, figured out a way to get get the people out of the submarine one by one. So he does that and rescues everyone. And then you see a really funny picture of I, you never think about what Superman would look like with wet hair. Well, now you can because it shows him like he's got his hair. Oh, I saw, you, I saw you post that on Twitter <laughs> or one of the blue sky yeah. or something. Yeah, it's his hair's like all matted down. It's, uh, he's got like a bowl cut. It's pretty funny. But it, it they did it so that you see where the spit curl would be. So it's vibrating. Uh, um, uh, so everybody's rescued. Everybody's happy. Lois is walking home, and she says, Clark has so many responsibilities. How am I ever going to get used to this? Will, is he ever going to just have time for me? Uh, the next day, they're out in the park with Ma and Pa Kent, and they're going to go get a hot dog. And apparently, Jimmy must be having troubles uh, because his job is as a hot dog mender, and he doesn't want Lois and Clark to see him. So this part weird is weird. It looks like he's dealing with, like, little kids, right? So... The hot dog stand, they are literally a head 
meaning like their head above the hot dog stand. So you think you're dealing with really little kids. I'll come back to that in a second. So he goes and hides in the bushes and uh, Lois and Clark are talking in front of the kids and they're saying, I really just want to make sure we have enough time for each other. And the kids are trying to explain, you know, this is Clark's life. This is, you know, something you're going to have to get used to. His role as Superman is very important. Um, But Jimmy goes back to a hot dog stand and the kids have stolen all the hot dogs because, you know, he was hiding in the bushes. So the kids didn't see him. And these kids are thieves. They steal all the hot dogs. And so you, you see these kids run away and all of a sudden they look like full grown adults. They went from like, I don't know, eight or nine years old to now they look like they're in their twenties. I'll have to send uh, post a pic of it. It's, it's kind of ridiculous uh, in general. The art's really good, but it's weird continuity glyph. Um, so Clark hears that something's going on. I hear gunshots, screams, and sirens. So he bolts. He gets downtown, and there is a fella. It looks like something out of Turtles to me, uh, like some kind of like Rat King character. He's all ratty looking, but he's got a huge Gatling gun and one of those like uh, I can't think of what they call those bandoliers. Is that what they call like the bullet? Things they wear around their chest. Uh, he's got one of those around him. And so he's like just shooting up the police. He, and there's one guy who's like clearly been shot through the face and dead. And uh, Superman goes and talks to Maggie. He's like, what's going on? He said, it's the blood sport. And he's like, well, that's not blood sport. She's like, no, <coughs> uh, blood sport, all of his guns. We took them and put them in a depot. But apparently the depot was really shitty because uh, one of the walls crumbled down and a bunch of people uh, got in there. And so this fellow's homeless and he snuck into this crumbling depot that they stored all the guns in and he stole this huge Gatling gun. Uh, Superman says, I'm really sorry for what you're going through, but you can't kill people and you can't have guns. So uh, the guy's like, well, I'm going to take care of you. And he grabs a grenade and he tries to blow Superman up, and of course that doesn't work. And Superman explodes the grenade. The homeless guy got knocked out from it. And uh, one of the police officers just goes, way to go, Superman, worthless waste of flesh like him. Who even cares if he's dead? And Superman, of course, says, I care. Um, He flies the guy to the hospital, and uh, the doctor says, I don't know if there's much I can do. But he says, do what you can. I can't save everybody. I can't do it all. He goes to see Lois. And uh, Lois is like, I thought you would have been home sooner. And it sounds like that shootout ended hours ago. And he's like, "Uh, could you change into something, something warmer? I think we need to go talk. And then you see that one of those people from earlier in the, like, robe and hood. And they said, it's time for them to make uh, their move. So Clark and Lois go to Mount Fiji. And she's like, you told me to dress warm, but you didn't tell me I should how dress uh, how warm I should dress. So he takes his uh, cape around her. I, I just think this is a cool comic booky thing. He takes his cape and wraps it around her, and that's all she needs. So even though she's like in the middle of like um the this freezing mountain uh, because of the cape, it keeps her warm. So you know comics. And so they talk about their relationship. And she she says, why do you have to be a Superman? He says, because nobody else can. And 
she's just where he says, are you going to have time to be Clark Kent? Are you going to have time to be my husband? And they talk and it says they talk and talk and talk. They talk for hours. And like I said, once again, I think it's cool that, you know, this would be freezing temperatures, but just his cape is enough to keep her warm. And they finally decide that they're destined to be together. She looks down at her clock and says, oh, my God, it's almost 11. I have to call him due tomorrow. And Superman's like, I had no idea it was so late. Time really does fly. And he takes her home. Um, they get home and they look at the time. It actually says that it's 511. And she says, that's weird. It should be after 11 and completely dark, but it's daylight. And the clock says it's only five something. She's like, what's going on? And uh, he doesn't know. He says, uh, I'll see you tomorrow, though. Love you. And flies off. So she goes and she says, I only know one way to repay you. And she writes a column about him. Okay, so back to the person we saw earlier in the thing. They uh, basically are able to step out of time. So the person is some kind of time manipulator. And she pulled Clark and Lois out of time so that they could spend time together and be able to talk to each other and make sure that they secured their relationship. And she thought that uh, that was the one gift she could give Superman. So she says something about uh, that they're linear men. Do you remember them? I, I remember the name. Yeah, I don't remember their characters. But anyway, she's able to like stop time so that he can do what she wants. And then I didn't read all of this verbatim. I thought they had to do with uh, Rip Hunter. It's possible. I wonder if it's something from. No, this is. When was Zero Hour? That was like 90. That was after 92. That would have been like 93, 94. So I don't know what this would have tied in with, but it was some character uh, from some previous storyline because the big reveal was wasted on me because I didn't remember him. But. Um, the rest of the comic is uh, The Daily Planet. So it does, Superman does it again by Stan Timmons. And it's got a little, you know, part of a newspaper page. And then it says Time for Thanks by Lois Lane. They flip the page. It's Submarine Mishap off the, yeah, off the East Coast by Juan Molinas. Luther Sighting Continues Despite Proof of Death by Elon Sternbach. And it's just cool. You flip through and it's just basically what would a, a typical paper look like. TV highlights for the week, and uh, they use that to show what uh, Superman comics are coming. Uh, there's a political cartoon called Jurgen's World, and then there's a Big Belly Burger ad. You can get the Deluxe Cheese Meister for six fifty. Six fifty for a hamburger in 1991 seems expensive to me. Don't you think? That does seem. Well, that's a six dollar burger, so yeah, it's like going to Red Robin, I guess. <laughs> Back in the it's 90s. Not like McDonald's. Right. Yeah. But uh, anyway, it was a cool issue. I like how they they uh, were able to, like, address the, like, how would this super relationship work? And um, I also like the end where they just basically did all the Batmatter stuff that would typically be in there. And they did it in the uh, Daily Planet format. So, good and issue. The, the, linear, the Linear Men had to do... With Wave Rider and Rip Hunter and okay, they managed I, the uh, the timeline. So from yeah. Vanishing Point, I think. Okay. So yeah, I, w I was right. I just didn't remember. So Wave Rider came out of Armageddon, okay. 2001 or whatever. That must be the one it's from then. But 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 they've had a lot of stuff. They've been around. They've 
they're I'm... like the time cops, if you will. Like, right. Oh, there's this anomaly. We're gonna go fix it. I remembered Wave Rider from he he was the one that led into Zero Hour, right? I think so. Yeah. But he was he came out of Armageddon. Okay, and that was I th- one I did. I think read. he did. All right. Well, that makes sense. Then. Oh, you didn't read that? I haven't read that one. That was good. That was an annual event. Is that the one that um the monarch was? That in? was the monarch. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I've read like maybe one issue. Did they do a Wild Wild West one where he's like in the west? Yeah. In the west. Okay. I've read like maybe an issue. Well, it, it was it was all of the. It had like two bookends, and then it was uh, every annual had okay. had its own. It was Wave Rider, I believe, going through every book, trying to figure out who Monarch was. Okay. And they led you to believe it was going to be Captain Adam, and it turned out to be Hawk. Right, right. Okay, I remembered the storyline, but yeah, I haven't read it, so I'll have to check it out. Yeah, if it's on the app, it's definitely a fun... I, I remember liking it a lot. Like, I thought it was pretty incredible. Very cool. Yeah, so for mine, I'm going to talk about uh, cartoons because I, I went back and watched early episodes of the Flintstones and Scooby-Doo. Nice. So, I, like, w- along with Dobie Gillis, I, I caught the Flintstones... I think the Flintstones aired as a primetime cartoon. Right. Um, originally, I didn't watch it when it was primetime. I watched it on Saturday mornings on reruns, like when they were rerunning Scooby-Doo and Flintstones and Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yep, same thing. I me. would watch those cartoons and syndication on that channel, just like Looney Tunes. And I never cared about what episode was what and I never watched it in order and I, I yesterday I was like I, I've been buying a lot of back issues of Flintstones and Scooby-Doo and, and I've even been trying to track down their first appearances but they're they're pretty much out of reach now yeah um, being in I, four four digits but I bet uh, what you find probably is not always in great shape either because the few I have are tend to be not not beautiful yeah, the I I think the funnier books were beat up more. Yeah. I, I than than the superhero books. Yep. I I don't know why that is, but maybe passed on a lot more. Yeah. Uh, from friend to friend, and people would want. No, I don't want to do that with my Superman. Right. But I'll get rid of Casper. Right. <laughs> or, yeah. or Richie Rich. But but yeah. Um. I've been buying a lot of different, and 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 they've, there's a big history with the Flintstones, like Dell and Charlton, going to Harvey and going to Archie, and then going yeah. to Charlton, and then going to DC, and then you know like big, big, big runs too. So right. there, there's a lot to fill in, but um, HBO has the original cartoons. I, I haven't checked to see if it has every single season. But I started the Flintstones, and a couple things came to mind because I haven't watched the Flintstones in such a long time. But the the opening sequence of music sounds very Looney Tunes. It's like, not the same as reuse. the one you remember, right? Yeah, it's not the same. Right? Yeah, I, it, I it, that it almost I is it like too. something out of the Looney Tunes, right. Mer- Merry Melodies, early on. Yep. And I'm like, wow, that, that song is just different. 
Yep. And uh, the opening wasn't quite what I remember right. as a kid. And I don't know if it's because I jumped on much later. Um, but I, I was surprised about that. But I, I like the way this started off because it, I don't think he was really good friends with Barney like early on, even though they became really good friends like within one episode. <laughs> That's because the dude was so, always so, stealing his cocoa pebbles, you know. I'd be mad if somebody was stealing yeah. my breakfast too. Well, Bar- Barney was always <laughs> causing trouble. Like, right. it was Sunday. Fred w- wanted to go read the paper, uh, which was printed on a big old tablet rock <laughs> chiseled in. And, like, when the he goes, Wilma, where's the paper? Oh, he, they must have be delivering it late. And then the paper boy comes and throws this huge rock <laughs> at Fred and knocks him, knocks him essentially unconscious because... <laughs> It's it's on a rock, but then he's just like on his cot trying to enjoy reading the paper, and then there's a lot of racket Barney's making. I, I didn't realize how early on how Barney was kind of a a handyman or a gadget. Like he liked to build shit. Okay. And he was he was building this this pre uh prehistoric looking fly thing that you'd be able to fly like it had a propeller and it, it, like a helicopter device yeah. that you he would paddle and it would it would go in the air and like fred sees this working and he's like holy crap we can make a lot of money so he's like okay barney you're my best friend now and now we'll call this the flintstone flyer and, right. and barney's like i was thinking it would be the barney fly you know, <laughs> thing and he goes no i'm going to be the president and you're going to be the vice president and inventor and i'm just going to run things and then fred gets really excited and he goes let me try it out and and barney's well like i got, I got some pointers to to tell you about how to use this thing and and fred doesn't really listen he's like okay i just need a paddle i could take and he go, and barney's like oh i forgot to tell him how to land but he didn't also acquire his weight so you know, Fred, Fred like goes paddling this and he goes off a cliff and basically hits his head and gets hurt pretty bad. And he's like, I don't want any part of your stupid device anymore. <laughs> and he goes, Fred, you know, I built this device for me. I didn't build it for somebody so fat like you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so so uh, later on, um, he... Uh, Wilma says, "Oh, we got a date at the opera," and, and Fred's like, "Oh crap, we got a, we have a bowling league that we're going to, and we have to be there." And he goes, "Who bought these tickets?" And he goes, "Barney invited us, and uh, we're supposed to go to this opera." And he's like, "I don't want to go to an opera," so he 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 basically says, "Oh, I hit my head, I, I crashed this vehicle, and..." I'm hurting bad. And then Barney says, oh, I can't leave Fred behind. So why don't you girls go on and go to the opera and, you know, I'll take care of Fred because he's in bad shape. He basically pass, fakes passing out. Right. So as soon as the, the women leave, they take the car, right? And they're like, well, how the hell are we supposed to get to the bowling alley? And Barney reinvented this helicopter device. So they, they, they basically get on that device and go to the bowling alley and they start bowling, and Fred's really a good bowler. Like he could pick up a seven ten split, like right. just by 
break he throws the ball in the air and like breaks into two and hits the two and he's like he's like a really good bowler and barney's you know just watching and he bowls but he's not nearly as good of a bowler and then the girls are starting to feel guilty they're at the opera and say oh we left our men behind and one's got a concussion and the other one's making a sacrifice so let's go let's let's go back home during during half halftime you know or intermission right so they they call home on this prehistoric phone and nobody answers and they say oh that's weird and and they go home and no no uh no they don't go home they go like i bet you they're at the bowling alley betty let's go to the bowling alley because i don't think they're going to be home so they basically go to the bowling alley well fred and barney see them get to the bowling alley and they're like oh crap Wilma, we're going to be in so much trouble. Well, they get this like weird mustache looking stuff that they clean the bowling stuff balls with and they pretend they have beards and and mustaches and they're like, so, so, but they're wearing the same clothes, right? Right. So Wilma and and Barney go and club the shit out of them. Like, what are you doing bowling? You're not supposed to be bowling. (laughs) And then they have these fake accents and they go, I always thought this was a safe place to come bowling. And they pretended to be other people. And they're, oh, we thought you were our husbands. And they, like, felt really bad. Oh, we just clocked those guys because they look like our husbands. And then Barney, they they leave in the car to go back home. And they're, we got to beat them home. Or they're going to think that we were bowling. Right. So <laughs> Barney's an idiot, though. He's like, oh, we could start bowling again. And Fred's like, no, we can't. They're heading home. So they get on that prehistoric copter and, and they beat him home. But guess what? Barney forgot to to do take off his mustache. Oh jeez! So they they knew immediately what was going on. <laughs> so that was episode one, and then episode two was also very interesting because uh, this was like when they before they joined the water buffalo um, men's right group i i guess whatever it was shriners kiwanis whatever they, yeah. yeah they're shriners whatever is it they were a part of that group and they were going to have like a um a talent contest <laughs> and fred always does the same thing and bores the hell out of everybody so he decides to get a magic set and he's he's doing magic around wilma and wilma's like you're you're an idiot you don't you can't do any magic like he goes where did he go he makes an egg vanish right and he right. goes well, where's the egg wilma see i made the egg and then she like smashes his hand and then he's got <laughs> egg all over his hand and he's like you're an idiot you know you're, you you can't do this stuff but then he gets one of those contraptions that makes people vanish so he has betty and wilma go into the contraption and Wilma's like, let's fuck with them. Let's really pretend we vanish. And th- we'll go out this back door because there's a latch on it. And then, so he does his abracadabra, hocus pocus. They're gone. And then he's like, and Barney's like, holy shit, you made them vanish. You got to bring them back. And Fred's like, why? Why so soon? We could go have a good time. Let's let's go have a good time. <laughs> I made, made our wives vanish. We'll, we'll go out to the club and go see a concert or something. So they, they, Wilma and Betty are like these idiots, you know, <laughs> I, I just love how they're like, they, they always know that they're up to something. And, uh, they, they go to the club and they, Fred meets up with like a, uh, a beatnik 
buddy of his that is playing like some kind of trumpet uh jazz session and he he's speaking like one of those Maynard guys, you right. know, on Dobie Gillis. What do they call those guys? Are they beatniks? Or beatnik. I don't it know is beatniks. Yeah, beatniks uh, were like beatniks. Uh, into poetry and jazz. So it's yeah, like, that's yeah. what this guy this guy was doing because he spoke like a poet. Yeah. But then he'd play the trumpet like yep. jazz, and and then there was a lot of young people at this place, and they're like, man, these are prehistoric people. <laughs> but then, uh, he he goes and. Barney gets a drum set and Fred says, I could sing. And they start singing and they start singing uh, the Star Spangled Banner, you know. <laughs> and these gr- girls are like, wow. These, these young teenage girls are like, wow, they're amazing. And and Wilma and Betty track them down to that place. And they get into disguises and they pretend they're like hippie beatnik chicks that are like all in love with them. But there were really girls that were like, they sang this, and then the girls were like, woo, we love you. And Fred Fred and Barney are like having to run, like they're running away from all this shit. Like, we're married. We can't be with these women. Right. And they get behind a door, and there's Wilma and Betty pretending to be two other women that that love him. And they're they're like all over him, and they're like, oh, you can have us, and you could sing, and... And Betty's like, play those leather drums for me. And then they're like all over him, ready to mooch on him and all this stuff. And Fred and we're married. We can't do this. So, I mean, you got to give them props for their loyalty, right? right? Because they don't know. They don't know they're they're the wives at this point. And they manage to escape and then go back. And they're like, we, we got to bring our wives back now. So they get the He does his hocus pocus and, and says, I'm going to bring them back. And he. he brings them back but what comes back are the disguises that Wilma and Betty are in so they come in the back door they beat them home and they come back as those two girls that are in love and then they're running away from them again because they think oh man I where are our wives (laughs) we in the the two girls that were the teenagers they think they're the teenage girls that are after them so it's it's pretty crazy shenanigans for sure I actually loved these episodes. They were, like, so well done. I mean, and they were the first few episodes. Right. They they were just fantastic episodes. I love the fact um, – I, I, I'm i reading the Scooby-Doo's Greatest Adventures. Uh, have you seen that one? It was, like, a trade paperback maybe four or five years no, ago. No, but I did – I never saw that one, but mm-hmm. uh, I did see the Looney Tune ones that you posted. The one with the white cover and right. the, yeah, I, I, that one I did have. the 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 Scooby Doo one I never knew existed. Yeah, so they had a team up issue uh, with the Flintstones, and the funny thing is, it was kind of the same thing. They were going to the opera with the Scooby Gang. Uh, Fred Barney and the uh, Wilma and uh, Betty and Fred of course is like I can't go I got a bowling tournament to go to and <laughs> and, and the Wilma's like no you're going to the opera so they get there and because it's Scooby Doo there's like the Phantom of the Opera or the Phantom of the Rockra or whatever you know because they got to have the Stone Age spin on it. And, yeah, um, of course. But once again, uh, Fred's bowling skills come into play because Wilma's initially pissed that he's got his bowling ball 
uh, under the de- the uh, chair because they were going to sneak out uh, during intermission to go mm-hmm. bowl. But he uses it to bowl over the uh, the the Phantom of the Rockera or whatever they called him. But yeah, <laughs> so it's funny that that uh, Sholly Fish is just a great writer he should write every kid's book oh he 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 is so well he's not just good at like writing a kid's book he's good at writing an all ages book right right. that appeals to the nostalgia fan that also has he has an amazing dc history too he knows like when he puts superheroes he he knows all of it so like when they have dead man or zatan like he knows all that stuff Right. So and, he like pulls on it. So it's like Easter eggs for somebody that's been reading superhero comics. Like, oh yeah, I remember that. I have a a, a friend of mine at work. She's uh, she loves cereal. So I'm reading that issue, and it says something about Barney's great, but at least not at breakfast. Because every time he comes over for breakfast, he tries to steal my cereal. And I was like, man, that is a deep cut. Because like, unless you remember the Flintstone Fruity Pebbles commercials from the '80s, you're not even gonna get that. So uh, mm-hmm. I sent that to her, and she was cracking up because she's she's <laughs> she's our age, so she remembers those uh, those commercials. Because I'm like, like Jack read the Scooby Doo comics when they were coming out. Uh, the that Sholly was doing and i'm sure he probably if he read that he wouldn't have known what the bleepy was talking about he's like why would why would barney steal steal cereal so it's like it's written at a level kind of like we used to watch looney tunes when we were kids but like our parents could watch rocky and bullwinkle or looney tunes and get stuff that we weren't getting so i like that he writes yeah, those and it's books still that entertaining way. yeah yeah I, where it hits that nostalgia but you're also got a basic Scooby story for kids and a basic Flintstone story for kids that's appealing. So Sholly Fish is well, it's like a, really great. Sometimes with a, a Pixar cartoon is they'll throw the adult a bone every now and then, yeah. you know, yeah. like no kid is going to get that reference, but it's right. like wink, wink. Right. You know? <laughs> I, I love when they do that though. Those. So yeah, I would say if you can run across it, it's sadly out of print now. Um, but I got it pretty cheap uh, used. I think it was maybe $15. Not beautiful shape, but you spend a dollar or two more. If you can't find it in a bookstore, I bet you could get a pretty nice copy of it. So uh, it's like 400 pages of Scooby-Doo comics. It's really good. And it's a mix of the regular that's, that's Scooby good. and a mix of the team-ups. So I have most of the team-ups because I bought it when it was coming out. But uh, Well, I don't remember if you knew remember this but there was like many maybe it was five five christmases ago Mm -hmm. but dc like said for one of the christmas oh we're giving away all our scooby-doo comics digitally yes so you can like download all of them (laughs) yeah and it was like every single scooby-doo comic they've ever done uh under their imprint yeah yeah so i I downloaded all of them and i'm reading some of them as as is um I, I had a question for you because do you have the app again or are you still waiting? Uh, I have the app, the but DC I don't app. have the, the, the one where you get the collected editions, like the, the fancy oh, okay. one. Yeah, I do month right, to month. Right, so you get the other one. Do you know why they don't have Looney Tunes in there? Like, I don't. I, I just don't. They have Scooby-Doo, but they don't have Looney Tunes. But yeah. it, it's so weird. I keep hoping that somebody like Fanagraphics is going to 
get to be outsourced the Warner Brothers stuff so that we can get some more more Looney Tunes comics uh, from the golden age. You know what I mean? Because there's so much out there that's not been reprinted. Yeah. Um, I have... Well, Warner Warner owns the the Looney Tunes and all the Sco- Hanna-Barbera right. stuff. And I, I know the next thing we're getting isn't probably what you want, but <laughs> at least we're getting something is Dynamite is going to be getting like Johnny Quest and yep. doing... I think they're going to do a Flintstones book. But... They're going to make their attempt. And they've done a good job, relatively speaking, with the Disney stuff. I agree. You know, Dynamite. Yeah. yeah. So so I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to what they're going to do. The only one that didn't really click for me, and it's maybe because it's written in a way kind of like, you know, kind of like how Real American Hero never stops. It basically kept building on what happened in the 80s. Um, Gargoyles, yeah. Gargoyles is written that way, and I just don't have the depth of gargoyle knowledge to appreciate <laughs> it. You know what I'm saying? Because like, yeah. I, I think it went from Marvel to Slave Labor to Dynamite, and I never read any of that Marvel and Slave Labor. Well, I, 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 it's kind of new to me too. Yeah. Well, so, Disney in general. So I'm, I'm not a I'm big fan of that one. Disney. It's okay. Yeah. But I like the I love the movie villain ones. Those have been great. The Darkwing Duck ones are really good, so I'm sure that yeah. I'm sure they're going to do a good job with the Warner Brothers stuff. I'm excited for that, but yeah, I would love to see and, some uh, of this stuff get reprinted, like the Dell and Whitman and uh, Golkey stuff, because there's only two two of those out there, and one of them is ancient, like from when I was a kid, and one of them's from like when they first started doing Bugs Bunny comics. So yeah, it'd be neat to have some more more collections out there, like like the Disney. Uh, fanographic stuff that's been coming out. Yeah, it's I I definitely am into that right now for yeah. sure. I've been buying a lot more Looney Tune, Scooby Doo's and Flintstones and stuff lately. I think like, that's going to be been... my back issue thing is working on IP stuff and um and just keeping on working chiseling away at superman when i buy back issues i just did an order i try to have at least enough back issues always on hand to do my podcast that i do with jack and to do the our show that we're doing right now and uh yeah so i ordered some more supermans and some superboys and some power lords because i i saw that that's going to be part of that uh Thing that, that universe part of that nacelle verse and i was like i've never read power lords i know that's one that kirk always liked and it's only three issues and one of them like popped up on the dollar book sale of the week so i think i ordered all three issues for like six dollars so that'll be a fun one to read but yeah i mean, i'd like because because you're a regular customer do you get a better break on shipping or is it still pretty high it's it, I, because i piggyback uh i i have to pay a quarter a book um so like kind of like if i know tfaw was doing it, it makes me think of how tfaw charged a, a quarter a book if you did a bag and board so in my head, I, I try to justify it with, okay, I'm using the 10% sale. Oh, I'm this, getting a bag and board, yeah. Yeah, I'm getting a bag and a board. I'm using the 10% off sale this week, or I'm for the most part, I'm ordering <laughs> dollar books. And uh, it usually averages out that it doesn't feel like I'm spending extra. But yeah, if you're, lot, yeah. it does add up if you do like a big stack of books as add-ons. So. Yeah. But we do. 
we do a mix of uh, new books from my comic shop and a new books from DCBS. So I use yeah. both of them still. They both have advantages, and I can't. I just can't bring myself to cancel either one of them. Uh, so once again, I justify it by like, eh, if I was doing biweekly shipping, you know, it would be the same. And this way, I get to support two businesses that I really like. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. So I just have. Do you have anything else? I I could go grab that Scooby book and talk about one of those in there really easily if you want me to. Um, but otherwise, yeah, not can. offhand. Yeah. yeah, give me two seconds. You can grab that. Yeah, I, all right. You can start talking about yours. I'll put you on speaker and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, mute me. All right. I'll just uh, talk about a. this is my earliest Archie that I've read. It's a 10 center, a golden age. Um, I think it's from 1955. But uh, this is Pep, number 110. And uh, what I didn't realize is that Pep was a bunch of shorts. So it's it's a bunch of short stories in, in the uh, comic. Um, you got Archie stories. You got uh, Katie Keene. You got Wilbur. There, there's a couple of Wilbers in there. Um, Betty and Veronica. The the one story that really stood out was the first one, which had the most pages. It was uh, Archie Be Prepared, and Veronica's real sick. Uh, Archie's very concerned, so he um, wants to go visit the lodges to see how, how uh, Veronica is doing. He, he goes over there in his jalopy. He's worried about the brakes on his jalopy, so he he uses a rope to uh, mount the jalopy onto a pole well actually a column that because they're they're they have a mansion the lodges so they have like this uh, marble column that he mounts the jalopy to uh, so so his car won't take off and then he gets there and at this point lodge hates archie like he, he wants nothing to do with them but he realizes that archie is there for the concern with his daughter and uh the doctor comes back and the doctor says that veronica is going to make a comeback in a few days and they get they both get happy the father's ecstatic and archie's ecstatic and they seem to form a quick bond um like oh we both get what we want veronica is going to be healthy again but then archie screws it up because he forgets to untie the the rope from the column on the house and brings the whole house down. So I, I, I don't know, like, what, how they recover from that. I mean, <laughs> Veronica's sick, and uh, now her house is collapsed on her. I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess she's going to be okay. The other thing that was interesting to me was, I, I, I uh, was, why is Jughead always wearing this shirt with an S on it? Okay. And, um... I, I didn't know I like because it's not Riverdale uh you know Archie has the R on his right where the hell is this S so I did some research and I found out nobody knows <laughs> like, weird there's no rhyme there's no <laughs> rhyme or reason to this I, I I asked uh you know Alexa and she had a big old uh explanation for me yeah uh, essentially about about this s on his jersey so i guess a lot of people asked it if ai is 
answering me back and letting me know. The other thing I found fascinating, which I had no knowledge of, because I haven't read a lot of Katie Keene, is that Katie Keene was a very interactive comic. Oh, um, yeah. Where they designed the outfits. Where, yeah, yeah, they would design these incredible outfits. And right. these are 11 and 12-year-olds. So they would have like a Katie Keene uh, paper doll in there. And then they would have like, I don't know, like 15 outfits. Right. And they would say, designed by this person, designed by this person, age 12, age so-and-so. And I found that fascinating. And there was somebody there from Albuquerque, New Mexico. So I was like, yay, yay home, <laughs> right? Right. Um, but there was a lot of jokes in here. And it, it was a, a really fun issue. I really like the art style that was prior to bronze which most people know about Archie right. because the eyes are just very distinctively big uh, in golden age type Archie. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a really cool comic and uh, eye opening and made me want to do some research about the S on the Jughead because I, I didn't know where the hell that came from. And Pep is one. Jughead has a, Sorry, Jughead has a weird name too, like Forsyth, right? Or whatever right. his name is. So I'm like, the S doesn't come from that. No, you know. <laughs> so like, yeah, it's very bizarre. So Pep is the one where it was not only did it introduce Archie, it also introduced like the Shield as well. Is that right? Yeah, no, it. Yeah, number one okay. had the Shield. Was a superhero book. Right. The first appearance of the shield. <laughs> so they just kind of did all sorts of stories, I guess, in those originally. Like they were just yeah. You know, and I think I, I think I think what happened too is like Archie became so popular in the fifties, sixties, and seventies just with Archie. You right. Know? Like th- this is what we do good. Mm-hmm. We right. can't compete with the with the DC and Marvel, you know. <laughs> so let's do what we do. <laughs> What was it Harvey that was kind of like that too? They did they did a lot of horror and like the Black Cat was from them and then they're like, well, what works for Harvey was the kid stuff and they just gave up and just did kid books. Yeah, H- Harvey Harvey was um, Golden Age, very superhero, okay, and horror, and then they turned to uh, kids books, which they were really successful. Casper, Richie Rich, right. you know, hot stuff and all of those. Um, and, and then they tried the superhero thing again in the sixties, but that only lasted like three issues. Right. They got a bunch of like Marvel talent and Joe Simon and Kirby Dick worked Ayers on it too, and, didn't he? Uh, Wally Wood. Yeah. Kirby did, uh, fighting American. Yeah. Um, so they had some big names. They just didn't take off. Yeah. So That's funny. It was There's like. All, they had all that stuff like uh, the Thunder Agents from that era, too, and it just nothing clicked. Well, the Thunder. Yeah, the Tower Comics. Yeah. The Wally Wood, right? Yep. That's so weird. Was that during the like. um. Uh, the I bat- think the Tower ones lasted a, wa- a lot longer than the other ones, though. Yeah. Like. And it, it's crazy that the shield was. I think the shield predates Cap. I'm not sure. He does, yeah. He was the first patriotic hero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, when you when you think about that, like just the shield was before 
cap it, it's kind of mind-blowing like right. at least it is for me like because he's not known like no like nearly as well <laughs> i i like how archie will just randomly like pull them out though like it'll have you know jughead and chuck at a comic book store and it, they'll they'll have like a shield comic on the on the new release wall yeah. or whatever so it's like they never it never quite leaves it's always it'll pop up every few years yeah, when I was a kid, every now and then at the grocery store, I'd have one of those digests that was like, I, I would get the Archie digest, but there was like a superhero one. Oh, yeah, Blue Ribbon. You know, that had the black, yeah, Blue Ribbon and yeah. have the black hood and the shield. Yeah. And I would pick those up. And back then I could read them because they're they're really small, but right. I would be able to read them. Now, now my eyesight's a little shot. Yeah. But that was like my first exposure to the Archie heroes, unless they showed up like in Archie. Right. If they showed up in Archie, then I was like, oh, where did these superheroes come from? And then um, they impacted me a lot with the impact line. Same. <laughs> because then I like re-fell re in love with them, you know, like the Archie characters. And then I've been getting, you know, Red Circle and Dark Circle and all that stuff. But they don't seem to last more than a year. I really wish they would have stuck that last time in DC because uh, it was only a handful of that Mighty Crusaders that came out. But, I mean, they had like a Lois and Clark popping up in that book, too. I, I wish that had hung around yeah. a little longer. But they well, never later before, to Even before New 52, they had a book with them in it called Crucible. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. like way late you know right before they relaunched everything yeah. but yeah they they're they're very cool heroes like yeah i love the hood and uh the fly but then the what was the other was it the comet i think it was just the comet those those were good yeah the good, comet. good fun books i like those a lot all right so i'll uh I was looking to see what I could do out of this one. A lot of those aren't quite officially old enough for us, but the the one I thought was kind of interesting, there's one um, that Joe Staten worked on, and this was from, I have to look at the table of contents, sorry, from the year 2000, uh, and it was Joe Staten and Bob Fingerman. Uh, I thought that was a really interesting combo, because the only thing yeah, I remember, definitely. Both Bob Fingerman was like indie comics from when I remember him. Uh, I, That's what I I know him as. <laughs> yeah, like the minimum wage. But it, but book. but it's it's crazy now that I'm reading a lot more Scooby Doo. Yeah. I I'm seeing names in there that are very familiar. But oh, totally. They're they yeah. Like wow, they worked on Scooby Doo and Flintstones. Like I'm always surprised. It's so weird. But uh, this is Scooby-Doo number 35 from the year 2000, Fast Food Phantom. And it's been a couple of days since I read this, so uh, I'll try to describe it the best that I can remember. But, oh, uh, crap. I think I, I I think I read this one. Is this the pizza in the cup? Yes. This is a good one. Oh, my God. That is <laughs> that is so weird. I just read that like, you might like a couple weeks ago. You might remember it almost as well as me then. So basically, you know, it's typical. Well, I remember it very good because it was such a good story. Yeah, it was I, fantastic. I, I was going to read this one or the um, the Scooby-Doo team-up one, but it's not quite old enough. So I, I, we'll do this yeah. one then. Um, give me a year and a half and we can do the Scooby-Doo team-up one because I think it'll be old enough uh. by then. 
because it, it, those are from 2015. But uh, they're hungry, you know, typical, and they pull over, and they've got two places they could eat at, and one of them's Voltaire's Pizza in a Cup, and the other <laughs> one is, is Eddie's Bigger Burger. So nobody's like, ugh, Pizza in a Cup, that sounds disgusting. So they don't go there. <laughs> they go to Eddie's Bigger Burger, and they place their order, and right when they're placing their order, this dude comes out of the bag, patrons of Eddie's, heed my word. I died in here, and I choked to death on a bone. He's got this huge bone. <laughs> and he's got the bone in his throat. <laughs> I'm like, dude, how did he choke to death on a bone at a burger joint? But whatever. But everybody freaks out. They start running. There's burgers flying up in the air. There's people jumping in cars. And it's Joe Staten art, so it's it looks so good. I mean, this is like E-Man level art that he did in this. It, it looks great. They get their burgers and they start asking what's going on. And in, and they say, well, it's pretty fishy that this guy's got a chicken bone stuck in his neck at a burger joint. Uh, so they're like, <laughs> so they're like, we're going to investigate. So they decide to s- split up because that's, that's how it works. Uh, Velma, Fred, and Daphne go over to the pizza place. And Scooby and Shaggy are going to help the burger guy. But all they do is go in the back and they just start eating everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they get over to the Voltaire's and they're like this place is deserted so they're like uh, well we'll take a pizza and a cup and they start asking about what's happened here and there's this ball guy in the back and he like oh it's so gross so they have these pizza crusts <laughs> they're not even warm or anything but the pizza crust is <laughs> they're the disgusting. And he like pulls the lever, and it dumps like the cheese and the sauce and the pepperoni straight into this crust cup. <laughs> so they're like, "How the bleep do you eat this thing?" And they like squeeze it, and it just shoots all over everybody. And Voltaire's like, Ugh, "This idiot guy in the back is the one who convinced me that this is the way to go. This is all his fault." And he's like, and "He doesn't really say anything. He just kind of grunts." So they go in the back to investigate a little more, and there's a trap door in the floor, and Space Ghost is smiling on the TV. And um, (laughs) (laughs) the back of the burger joint. uh, The thing I loved about it, though, too, is, like, you give the two guys that are going to put you out of business jobs in the the burger joint. (laughs) It's so terrible. Well, it's like super unsanitary too. Scooby is like, Scooby's like dipping the fries with his tail. Shaggy's eating a burger (laughs) as he's flipping them. Like they would like not pass a health code test. Oh no, definitely not. So the ghost comes out of the back and of course they freak out and they're like, a ghost. And they're running away and they're trying to eat burgers as fast as they can. So you've got Scooby (laughs) and and Shaggy eating faster than they can even make them. Uh, The ghost comes and says, goodbye, both of you. Yowl. And so that finally gets them away from the food. So, um, Shaggy and Velma, I mean, not Shaggy and Velma, Fred, Daphne, and Velma find out that there is a passageway. So they go down the trap door and they realize that it goes back and forth between the two buildings. And what they do, they use the passage to uh, the trap door to catch the guy. So, and of course, they pull the mask off and there was no bone in his neck, obviously. It was just part of the mask. And it was... uh, the, the grouchy guy who came up with the idea. So basically the gist of it was the burger place was super successful. 
the pizza place was really successful and he couldn't figure out how to get the burger place to go out of business. But the way he was going to get the pizza place to go out of business was taking him from being a great classic pizza joint and um, switching him over to the pizza in the cup. So that part of his plan was working, but the pizza, the burger place was still doing well. So he basically came up with a ghost to try to scare all the customers away. Yeah. So he almost, pulled it off if he had just gone a little longer and the kids hadn't shown up both the places would have gone out of business but you know those meddling kids saved the day but it was a great if it wasn't for those meddling kids they would have got away with it right it was a good issue. <laughs> it's my favorite one i've read out that that is that 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 is so weird that i just read that one coincidentally that's a true i mean I was on the app one night and I'm like, I don't want to read anything superhero. And I was right. like, I'm going to read this Scooby-Doo. And I just randomly picked that one. Yeah. And uh, that's funny that you read it in this collected edition. I love the fact that Bob Fingerman did such a, a classic take on Scooby-Doo and such a fun one. And like I said, cause it was uh, Joe state and it just, it just looked great. I mean, I wish every Scooby. Yeah. I, I think, I think that owner of the burger joint says, well, if it's not the Phantom, it'll be these two that are going to take me out of business. He does say that. Because they're eating all the food. <laughs> it literally shows them in like a, the pile of hamburgers they made. Once everybody gets scared <laughs> away, they're like, well, we got to take care of these burgers. So they just start eating all the burgers <laughs> that, that they couldn't sell. So, yeah, it was it was yeah. a good one. But uh, that was a fantastic issue. That's what I got for you today, man. Because. Uh, all right. The, I'll have to have some more Scooby for next time, though. See if we actually didn't really run across the same one again, because this is a fun book. <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I watched the first episodes of Scooby Doo number one, and it was the one with the the night, the museum, and the the night. Yeah, yeah that's a good. We did that, that one was interesting because they had they the the main villain was the one that was doing the paintings. Like yeah. his incentive was. He was stealing the paintings of like Mona Lisa and then painting a, a replica and then stealing that one. And the main guy that was bringing over the the knight, the black knight, he uh, captured him because he, he, he was going to uncover his scheme. Uh, we watched that. Um, I have a uh, it's on and again, off again program we do at the library sponsored by Boomerang. So we are able to watch the shows through Boomerang where we like, uh, yeah. it's on Saturdays and we'll ha like watch Boomerang and I have cereal for the kids and the families to eat. But it, we watched that one at one of those. And the funny thing I pointed out to the kids was like, uh, A, never do what they did with a ladder because they put a ladder on top of a jacket. Oh my God, and they jacked it. They jacked it off. <laughs> I was like, that is like super dangerous, kids. This is straight up one of those things only works in cartoons. Never do something that stupid. But then like Shaggy like jumps from the ladder yes. into the window that's very thin and then falls his way down all the way, all the down, way down to the... To the... Yeah, <laughs> the very bottom. He destroys the museum essentially. And the other thing, <laughs> one of the kids pointed out was like, um, if you're tied up and dressed, and you just want people to find out that you're like hidden behind something, just sit down. I'm like, well, that's logical. Because <laughs> because the person who had been kidnapped was tied up and covered in like a robe, 
And the kid was like, well, can yeah. they just sit down and they figure out that that was them? I'm like, yeah, but that's not working with cartoon logic. So, <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's a, that's a fun episode. I like that one. Yeah. Cause he was tied behind the mask. Right. I didn't even think about that. So give props to the kid. <laughs> yeah. The kid was like, yeah, if they'd sit down, they would have seen him right away. I was like, yeah, that's valid. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he didn't want to be discovered. Right. Uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting that a kid thinks that logical, and I, know. I never did. Oh, I like, never it, it was it. just it was just well, it just never came to my mind. Right, right. So, so that that is pretty smart. Like, yeah. hey, they're they're really thinking their way. Like, why couldn't they just sit? Right. And then say, I'm. Because <laughs> even because that way, even if you know you can't talk because you're you're bound up or whatever, you know. They would be able to see, like, oh, this thing's sitting. That's not normal. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Smart. Yep. Well, I guess we can wrap this one up. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Rob, we don't know what Rob was going to surprise us with. Yeah, that's a bummer. But I don't think it was the Flintstones and Scooby-Doo. Nope. Um, that was, <laughs> and you know what? It, I it might have been. This. It, that was fun. It, yeah. yeah, I just so happened to... I've been getting that Saturday morning itch. Sure. Like, I want I want to relive my Saturday morning. Yep. And uh, I just I, I might continue with it. I might not. But I, especially the Flint. God, the Flintstones was just so freaking hilarious. I just love Wilma and Betty because they're like, man, our husbands are idiots. <laughs> I, mean, they're just, I I I love that. Uh, and I know it's based on the honey, honey. I know it's based on the honeymooners. Right. But, uh, it it is so good. I I want to get into the Jetsons again too. Oh, that's but, good um, stuff. Yeah, you can reach uh, Joe at I was Joe on X. Um, I'm at Mike Myers Brunch. Rob is at Rob Krieger, and um, we are located at GeekBrunchPodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook at Geek Brunch Podcast. Click the like button. And uh, hopefully you guys can do an episode in two weeks because I'll be in Hawaii. But uh, Yeah, I'll see maybe, what we can do. you guys can see if you can get Chris or Rob. And yep. uh, we'll, we'll see what we can do. But uh, have a good weekend, and I'm glad we got to do this. It, it was a lot of fun because I had a lot of uh, Scooby and – flintstone magic and and so did you so yeah good stuff man it was great talking to you stuff yeah all right take care you too bye